Welcome to Picks and Flicks. This is a podcast where myself, Stephen Pigeon, and my co-host, CJ Welsh, take game and movie pairings and discuss them to see if they work against each other in different ways. CJ is a filmmaker and producer, and I work in games production. I work in production across games and film. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the land on which we occupy and pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Today we're looking at It Takes Two and Toy Story. It Takes Two is a cooperative adventure game developed by Hazelight Studios and won Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards in 2021. Toy Story is an animated movie that came out in 1995 by Pixar, stars Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, and was directed by John Lasseter. Today, too, we have a couple of special guests. Because It Takes Two is a co-op game, I played it with my partner, Holly, who's with us today. Hello. Um, and CJ has his wife, Kathy, with us. Yo, yo, yo. So. <laughs> Quality intro. <laughs> that should be the intro and let's get into it. Fabulous. Um, well, I might start uh, by saying full disclosure, uh, I, I didn't end up finishing It Takes Two, but I have seen the ending. Uh, and we'll get into we'll get into why that is in a minute. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll build up to that. Yeah, I mean, Holly and I played through the whole game, and we ended up because we played it through like a couple of months ago. We ended up replaying a couple of levels and swapped characters, which was sort of fun. Mm, yep. Oh, um, interesting. Definitely okay. oh, doing Good that. One. Yeah, so you can yeah. use different mechanics and special skills and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, good. but it was it was funny thinking about. Um, both of them in terms of themes and story, where it's like, okay, it takes two and Toy Story are just both about the characters having an existential crisis. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's when you, on the surface you're like, oh, it's like toys come to life. It's a fun, friendly yeah. little whatever, and then it's like, no, this is this is actually quite a bit darker than it first appears. Yep. Thematically, I found it really interesting that they separate kind of at the, I guess, tail end. So when you hit the crux of Toy Story, you kind of understand that. It's not necessarily about toys understanding their place. It's about understanding their purpose. Whereas within It Takes Two, the themes are somewhat problematic to some degree, which we'll talk about later. I feel like It Takes Two, like, at its core, is a bit more fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Then again, look, Toy Story is a tricky one there because the first one, it's not as dark as it probably could be. There's dark Mm. moments. It's not until you get into, like, Toy Story 2 and 3 that you get real dark with it. Well, Toy Story 1 definitely has, like, uh, Sid torturing and destroying all the toys. And yeah, then, but I mean, and like, like, and I mean like, like, Buzz some, losing yeah. his mind, getting yeah. his yeah. ripped off. Um, that's true, that's and, true. And, like, he like, goes on to, and a whole, like, mental spin and, like, for, mm-hmm. like this goes, like, like, throws in the bin his yeah. entire life. <laughs> I remember, like, the existential nature of, like, okay, so spoilers for uh, the fourth Toy Story. Uh, what's his name? The little spoon spork dude? Spork. Sporky. Sporky? Yeah. I'm like that's that's the dark, real mm, heavy darkness mm-hmm, of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Is that like any like under what are the definition or, or, or what what are the rules of a toy being conscious or sentient? Because like Sporky is just junk that someone has glued together and be like it's a toy now, it's a character, mm. and it, it it awakens. Well, I think what else could be awoken if you just treated it like a toy? Like that's dark. So there, the there, scary there like, there's a blurry line there because I think in Toy Story Four it's implied that like he's loved by an owner and that's what gave him life. But at the same time, like you go into Al's toy barn, have the aisle mm. full of Buzz Lightyear's that, that are like almost pre-programmed to be like, I am Buzz Lightyear. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all sentient regardless of the fact that they have owners who love them. Do you, do you know what yeah. I thought it was? And this is like, this is adult me coming back and re-watching Toy Story and like analyzing it mm-hmm. a bit clearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a kid, didn't pick up on it, right? But as an adult, I'm like, okay, hang on. Maybe there's meant to be some subtext here 
about technology and like Buzz Lightyear represents like new expensive tech. <gasps> And that, like, the the reason that they believe they're Buzz Lightyear is because they really are, like, robotics. They're, like, programmed that way. The the other toys know that they're toys because they're, like, real toys. They were, like, made with heart. Well, I thought that was... They weren't made by, like, handmade by, like, Chinese orphans. Like, they, they, you know, Woody was, like, handcrafted. He's a collector's item. He's worth something. Woody is also, like, from the 50s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, there's this, like, there's the, 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 the old toys have a heart and soul, whereas Buzz Lightyear doesn't. And he has to to earn his heart and soul. But also... Buzz Lightyear specifically has buttons on him to make noises and mm. lights flash. Woody has the pull, the pull string. Cord, yeah, yeah. So they, he, Woody is pre-programmed to an extent. Sporky, I think it's actually Forky. Oh, really? I just, is it? It's uh, a spork, but I think he's named Forky. Forky. I think. Um, we're not going to Google that. Yeah, yeah no, just we're, we're just, just going to go with Sporky. Add us in the comments. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but Sporky doesn't have any of that. So that's where I think the, the difference for me mm. is in those different toys. Because, like, yeah, Bo Peep doesn't have any of that. She's just a figurine. Well, yeah. there's also that thing, too, like in Toy Story 3 with, um, isn't it like Fuzzo the Bear, or whatever yeah. the character's name is? And, oh, it, yeah. and then the baby. And oh, then like yeah. the, Terrifying. <laughs> the creepy baby. Oh, but damn. then, like, the baby, like, having existed for ages, but is always having, like, the IQ and, and the mental capacity of a baby. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, what that existence must be like. And, well, okay, like, yeah. and, like, technically, until, like, you're destroyed, you're immortal. Yeah, so, I mean, are we, okay. So that's that's part of it, right? Is that in in it takes two, you're you're being put into a world where it's almost they're just playing it like magical realism. They're like, yeah. we're not going to yeah. explain why this is happening. Mm-hmm. It just is, and they're like, some some of these inanimate objects are alive, others are not. Why? Who knows? You'll figure it out. <laughs> why? Because With, it's convenient for the plot. It's convenient yeah. for the plot. <laughs> With Toy Story, there's like a similar level of like we don't want to actually explain the magic. But they, they, they have to a little bit because yeah. of the nature of the story where it's like the toys have to be aware that they're toys so they, they stop moving when there's humans around. Yeah. But they can choose to break that rule, which they do with Sid, mm. which is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, th- that, that also like um, stopping when humans are around, it seems to be like an in- like as a whole in- instinctual. Yeah. Like they don't have control over it unless like you're someone like Woody who, yeah. dis- who chooses not to. Mm. Um, but that, that leads me to like when is the inevitable toy uprising? Like... <laughs> Well, because we don't treat. I so mean, did you ever see um, oh, what was the Seth Rogen animated movie with all the food? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The hot dog. Party? Yeah, the hot dog, hot dog party, hot sausage, hot party. Dog. sausage party, sausage party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh, was, no. it was, it was a bad movie. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll really I turned it, I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll plug that as an experience. You should watch the first twenty minutes and decide for yourself. But like, I reckon most people turn it off. Yeah. There, there's oh, no. a there's a moment in the movie where um, they're in a meth head's house. And this is this is sausage party, by the way. This, this, yeah. is, yeah. this <laughs> is sausage party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Toy Story um, extended edition. <laughs> and they find out that like the the human on the couch, like while he's high on meth, can see them and see that the food are alive and talk to them, interact and interact with them. So their way of trying to like save their friends and rescue people is to try and get people high on meth. <laughs> And, and like force feed the meth so they can Incredible. talk to people and be like, hey, like we're we're here. All right, all right. I mean, we're getting off topic, yeah, but you know what? Let's let's Ooh. let's let's finish this out. We don't Why? have I don't have time to unpack all that. That sounds amazing to me. If that if that premise was pitched to me, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm into it. Why is that movie so bad if the premise is that good? <laughs> it's just I, I I don't know. It felt it felt. Where does it fall down? It it's, I mean I it's been a while since I saw it because I saw it when it came out, but like it just felt. Like they were trying too hard or trying to go too far. In fact, like we're going to be adult and really like 
meth and sex and drugs and violence for the sake of doing yeah, it. Yeah, they turned it up to 11 and it probably needed to be like a 7. Like, I, I get the idea of of having that 40 animated movie. It's kind of like, oh, this is not what you expect. It's fun. Yeah. But they took it like a like just a notch too far. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right, I got one for you. Okay. So back to Toy Story. The existential crisis of the toys, blah, 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 blah. I realized rewatching. I didn't pick this up the first time. Uh, one of the toys is a hockey puck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has no voice. It has no way Wait, of interacting. Mm-hmm. It in has the first hands one? and legs, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the first one. He's in it for like this. four seconds. Yeah. He's a hockey puck, and Woody addresses hockey puck directly. Yes, he does. And is like, hey, hockey puck, <sighs> yeah. go and do whatever. Wait, and yeah. the hockey puck just sort of nods a bit and goes off, and you're like, the implication <laughs> that a hockey puck <laughs> is loved enough to be sentient is yes, fucking yeah. terrifying. But I think that goes to the evolution of Toy Story and, and how we see the Toy Story world evolve and the Toy Story universe, if you will, mm. over four movies and how it becomes beloved by millennials mm. and it becomes this whole thing. Is The, the first movie was like, that's a paperclip. It's a toy. That's, a, <laughs> that's your cat's hairbrush. It's a toy. And then by like the third movie, they're like, oh, our bad. That's not really how the universe works anymore. <laughs> to that end, though, in child development, children will attach themselves to whatever they feel is mm. important to them. It could be a fork. It could be the fridge door. I don't know. But I like that Toy Story played on that quite significantly in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but just a cool note I just thought of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Max, Max Landis, there's a pretty good YouTube video about – he. This, uh, okay, i got to stop plugging Max Landis. He's another <laughs> <laughs> He has a great YouTube video where he goes for like 30 to 40 minutes, so it's, oh, it's a big one, but he, he breaks into this idea of what happens if you take the Toy Story magical realism to its logical conclusion. So he's like, at what age do you stop being able to imbue toys with sentience, right? Like if that's the rule, if it's you got to be loved by someone, if that's not the rule, then are all things that could be considered toys alive, right? So that's like, is my Xbox controller is your computer <laughs> sentient? <laughs> going to come book? alive? Is my computer <laughs> like right? Because at a certain point, like toys is a weird definition, right? Yeah. And he was like, what about what about like a gun? Does a gun count? And he's like, imagine imagine being a sentient weapon whose only job is to kill things. What, what must life be like for a Oof. toy gun? But that brings into question, if we're going to get real deep yeah, into this, yeah, right? So I, my brain goes to like attachment theory, mm. play theory, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it goes into morality and ethics around how do you learn as a child what's right and wrong? Because a gun isn't inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Shooting someone, is it? Is that inherently bad to point a gun and pull a trigger. I mean, there's I toy soldiers, know. right? There's toy soldiers. The, the little green soldier yeah, yeah, guys. Right? But it, killing somebody, it's like, well, yeah, that's a problem. Well, there's a question, right? The, okay, so Andy plays with his toy soldiers. Mm-hmm. One must assume that they are playing war. Mm. Those toy soldiers are are learning to kill and, and yeah. fight. And I mean, they in the film, they operate as an army unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. do a reconnaissance mission yep. and they do it like they have been trained, trained. to do yep. this. Yep. Yep. So you're like, all right, what, you know, in the thing they use, I think they use the army soldiers to distract Sid or something while they do a rescue mission. Mm. But what if that had gone horribly the other way? What if, what if the toys had sent the soldiers in to kill Sid and Sid's yeah. toys. I think I think there's one too. Like at one one point, like one of the soldiers is like broken or like man down. It's like yeah. go on with that, me go on. Yeah. It's like we're leaving. No soldier behind you. Come on with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god, do they have disability services where the toys yeah. live? Like if that if do that soldier has like, like melted legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know at one point they call for one of the medics. Like the they do. They call yeah. for a medic. I don't think we see a medic, but we hear him call for a medic. Is yeah. there a toy VA like a Veterans yeah. Affairs? Yeah. 
that also has some bureaucratic issues. Yeah. Oh my god, you know what there it's is? Underfunded. There absolutely the red is. Tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the the uh, child care center in from I think in it must be the third film. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that's that's their like retirement plan is they're supposed to go there and they get love right. forever, but it's actually a nightmare. Yeah, like yeah. that's totally. And, and then oh and then like God. the ones in charge have that um, like at the top of the vending machine where they're playing poker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. and, then like how's that new guy? Do you reckon he'll be used to all this yeah. kind of stuff? And then like that that film gets even more dark because they they reset Buzz. Mm. Yes. That's right. Turn him into the Spanish mode. Yeah. Yes. And and bec- and and yes. <laughs> Spanish Buzz Lightyear. Spanish, Spanish Buzz Lightyear. But they also make him their mindless drone to do whatever mm-hmm. they want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, further to sentience. Back to it takes two. And also, I may call it the wrong name. Just. Acknowledge, move along, we won't. You're, 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 you kept yeah. for the longest time call it the two of the us. The two of us. I don't two know why, us. but I'm hoping oh, you'll yeah. do it today. I like yeah. it. Exactly. I like it. Um, yeah. We're going to get copyright strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back to It Takes Two. The bosses that you fight within the game are all sentient beings. Like you have yeah. to interact and you have to obviously work with each other to beat said boss. Where, I guess, do we feel, well, where do we sit in terms of ethically assessing a situation to better your own situation if it then is the detriment of someone else. Like, like, like mm-hmm. if you're tearing the head off the elephant. Yeah. That, that, oh, that was, oh that, that was brutal. That <laughs> was absolutely like, savage. You, you, you at first, like, tear off its ear. Then you decapitate yep. her and kill her. Yeah. 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 Or in order to make your daughter oh, cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. super fucked up. Yeah. I think it takes two... I had a very dark experience of this game. This might be a yeah. good, good segue this for that. Good Why segue. Don't we, yeah. <laughs> um, tell, us, tell us about your so, experience. <laughs> unfortunately... I ended up. What what did we play? Three hours, four hours. I want to say three or four hours. Yeah, we got pretty far. I, I remember you messaged me because I asked you like how far have you got into it, and you're like, oh, we've played like four hours. I think we're halfway through. And I we asked, were not. Not. yeah, we were not. I asked like, what chapter are you up to? And he said one of the scrolls. I'm like, oh, that's like mm. right near the start of the mm. game. Yeah, <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> well, it turns out your girl Kathy uh, decided to have a mental breakdown, and I cried. I stopped playing. Oh, no. I was like, I can't play anymore. I, I can't do this. And CJ was just like, what? What? Why? What is happening? What is happening? Yeah. So <laughs> for, for context, so I play a lot of merging games on my phone. I play like fish tank, grow your oh, animal yeah. games, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. mindless, dumb stuff. I have an intense job. Mm-hmm. These are my like, just turn off, um, turn off your brain games. Yep. It takes two requires a lot of brain en- energy. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. It required me to understand the different triggers and uh, you know multiple mm-hmm. buttons for mm-hmm. your hands, which I am not used to. CJ, on the other hand, is a very skilled gamer and has been practicing gaming for a long time. Yeah. Whereas I, I'm very playful. I like to play and mm-hmm. um, and imagine but I don't necessarily know how to use all the toggle switch and Mm -hmm, the cameras mm -hmm. moving up and down and all this stuff. (laughs) And I think we had to do a few of the fights and stuff like many times, like four or five times for me to understand the mechanics of the game. And I got so frustrated with myself Mm. that I wasn't figuring it out fast enough. I felt like I was going too slow for CJ. Like I was making his experience of the game worse. And just the pressure I was putting on myself Mm-hmm. Of course, ended up where I was like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the stupid dolls are running through the underneath the patio, and it's so dumb, and I can't figure out how to slide on the bloody rail. <laughs> like, why is this? Okay, <laughs> my face just went, holy shit, because I had this same exact experience, but I struggle in games in particular, not a gamer whatsoever. My favorite game before meeting Steven was Tetris. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. learning the mechanics of this game in particular was 
infuriating (laughs) and there are several points throughout various chapters of the game where I had to hand over the controller and let's even do my part because I just couldn't could not (laughs) and I kept pushing through and I kept being like I'm gonna like no this is my character Mm. I want Mm. to do this but then there would be times when the two of them the two characters Cody and what's her name May when they're talking and they're having some some marriage conversations Mm. And they were bickering and they were resentful yeah, of each other. Yep. And I was like, this is making me feel worse. Mm-hmm. So yep. like my emotions were getting darker and darker. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I couldn't play the game right. And I was like, why are relationships like that? People should just <laughs> be grateful for their partners and we could all yeah. just get along. This should be fun. And I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. I mean, yeah. props to the game. It sounds like it made you feel something. So Let's mission think. accomplished. Yeah, right? that was that, huge is emotional that investment. Is that the way I felt a thing. That means it's <laughs> legitimate. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no, look, this is actually a really valid thing. Um, I, I, I looked into this a bit more afterwards because I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm married to this woman. What if she never wants to play video games ever again? What does that mean for us, right? Mm-hmm. On one hand, it doesn't mean anything because I mostly play single-player games. So actually, that's pretty <laughs> chill. But I was like, all right, I'm going to look into this a little bit. And it's interesting because there's like there's almost a codified language to video games mm-hmm. that we understand mm. from having played games from a young mm. age. Yep. We don't realize we learned that language. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the mechanics, the camera controls, stuff like that is second nature to us to the point where I would I struggle to explain how yeah. the camera controls work. Because it doesn't I don't have to think about it, it just happens. It's the kind of thing too where like uh, a lot of that stuff, even it's like jumping and moving. Yeah. Games will expect you to know how to do that. And so yeah. like uh, like I started playing Celeste with Holly as well. And the game doesn't tell you how to jump or move or yeah. like climb or anything until like a couple of levels in where mm. it shows you how to dash and climb. But right. like but like even just moving and jumping, yeah. it doesn't tell you the, the buttons yeah. or the controls or anything. We just had to kind of work it out. There's like there's a certain level of hand holding in a lot of games. So they do like the tutorial level, right? Mm. So your first level is like, we're gonna teach you how to play the game. It doesn't teach you how to play games. It teaches yeah. you how to play that specific mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. It assumes you know the A button or the X button is gonna be jump. It always is. Mm. Why? Because that's how games work. Yep, yep. But no one wrote that shit down. The one that got me was the dash, right? So running, sprinting yep. is never explained in most games. Mm-hmm. Mm. They just assume that you know if you click that stick in or you hold shift, you're gonna go faster. And if you're not yep. used to a controller, it's a very like obtuse control. Yeah. Like clicking yep. the joystick. Or having to explain clicking the sticks in I, re- I remembered, right, on PlayStation, they're listed as L3 and R3. Yeah. But if you look at the fucking controller, they're the only buttons that don't have a symbol on them. How the <laughs> fuck are you supposed to know that L3 is the stick? Yeah. There's two buttons yeah. labeled L1 and L2. I'm expecting L3 to be underneath that one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you, CJ, I think you spent a good amount of time trying to explain to me how to make my, how to put my thumb on the mm. joystick. Because even yeah. just holding the stick in, in, yeah. in a way that is natural. Yeah. But if you don't know that... You're like, you, you want to push it and pull it. And mm-hmm, it's like, yeah. no, no, you're mm-hmm. supposed to sort of rest on it. Right. And then your your movements should be liquid. They should be smooth, right? Right. And if you I don't know that and you've yeah. never experienced that, yeah. you're like, no, but I don't I do not do that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like you playing mobile games. You're like, I want to tap things. Yeah. I want to click and drag things. Mm-hmm. It's like a controller doesn't do those things mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it's a different mindset. And if you haven't yeah. grown up with it, you are learning a well, new language. And I played a lot of... In high school, I played a lot of Mortal Kombat, mm. um, Halo. What else would we... I mean, those were pretty much the two big mm. ones. And we would have, like, tournaments between my friends where we would figure out... And I always lost, like, in the first or second rounds, right? So my endurance, my the amount of video gaming that I can endure mm. is, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I need a break mm. as well. Mm. Whereas you play 12 hours. Oh, no problem. No problem. Destiny <laughs> 2? Mm. 
18 hours. Yeah. Let's do it. Strap me in. <laughs> so I think that was the other bit is we're like, yeah, we're three or four hours in. And I'm like, it's been three hours already. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. fading. And he was like, we're barely getting started. Let's <laughs> keep going. And I was like, And plus, because your stress levels were going up, whereas yeah. mine were going down. Yeah. So I was like, this is fun. I'm in the zone. Yeah, this mm. is like relaxing. It. Yeah. Yeah, whereas you're like, I'm getting less and less relaxed yeah. as the minutes tick by. And I remember we got to a bit that was just like, you just have to sit and just chill. And the game was like, going to just take you. Mm-hmm. Like you were you were effectively on rails. I, yeah. yeah. I liked that component of it, actually. That you could have, after you defeat Big Boss, for example, you could have a moment to just like chill. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, the communication you have to have in person between each yes. player yes. is crucial. Absolutely crucial at every stage of the game. So you have mm. to know how to say, can you please do X, Y, Z? Yep. Or can you help me with this? Where are you? I need you over here. Blah, 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 blah. And that is not necessarily something I've encountered, one, in my everyday life, generally speaking, but in a game setting otherwise. So to do that while trying to navigate mechanics and yeah. various buttons and, oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a great exercise in, like, team like yes. dynamics yeah. and management, though. Team building <laughs> I mean, I remember yeah. when we played, too, because uh, it was similar. Like, you'd, had, you'd have to, like, stop and hit me to control and stuff. Mm-hmm. I tried to, like, not do stuff here as much as I could. I only like if you had, like, struggled to get around somewhere to get somewhere. Mm. It wasn't, like, part Those of a puzzle or Stupid combat or fucking tree. You went around the tree and you had to swing on the hooks and I kept trying to... And he was like, no, you're moving the camera and uh, you need to move the player. And I was mm. like, I just want to swing. Why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so hard? It's funny you mentioned that actually because that's, that's one of the ones that I, I looked at and was like, hang on a minute. There are certain parts of games where I want it to be difficult because achieve, achieving that then makes you go, oh, fuck yeah, I nailed it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there yeah. are, you know, that's when you start to figure, okay, there's a spectrum. And on one end, there's like games for children where there's no real difficulty. It's very much like, we're going to teach you something and it's going to be fun and song and dance along the way. And on the other end of that spectrum is fucking Dark Souls, right? And it's like, you, as a gamer, you want to live somewhere in the middle. You, you don't want everything you ever play to be fucking Dark Souls hard, right? Because that stops being fun. If I'm just being punished continually and the game is just <laughs> like kicking gr- me in like the face, yeah. that's not fun either. your head against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I also don't want something that's so easy that I don't have to put any effort in. But it's like when, when, you, when you don't have that gaming experience, where you want to sit on that spectrum is very different. Mm. Well, I might all- be significantly closer to Dark Souls than Kathy. It doesn't mean... That, you know, we can't play games together. It just means that, like, some games, certain parts, you go, ooh, that's, that might be too difficult. And, yeah, like you were saying, Pigeon, you, you kind of want to be like, I don't want to explain to you or teach you how to do that because I want you to achieve it and go, mm. oh, I nailed it, right? Mm. Yeah, like, I want, I want you to have, oh, no, I should do that for you. That's, well, it's, that's exper- it's experiential learning theory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's all about testing something out, seeing where your learning edge is, taking mm. a step back, figuring out, you know, how far to push your comfort zone to get to that peak performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And for you, yeah, your your scale of where that sits is just in a different world to me, right? It's like we're not even in the same universe. I'm like, my learning edge is over here <laughs> down in the dirt where I, like I need to look for worms. Like that's where I'm at. And you're like fishing already. I don't know why I use that analogy. <laughs> I don't know, but like, sure, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But like, are we okay with that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Any, any yeah, great game has a fishing mini game. That's true. You know yeah. If you don't have a fishing mini game, are you even a game? If there's a waterfall, there's treasure behind that waterfall. Oh, oh. that is such a so good th- thing. This, yeah. this is another aspect Codified of like, language, yeah. right? Like, we, we, we know that, but... We notice and expect this as like a video game trope because we've grown up with games that have taught us this. Is so that the, why yeah. you were so insistent on doing every, like exploring every nook and cranny of the chapters to find all the mini games? Yeah. Because and, you and know like, to expect that? Yeah. Because I was playing... That makes so much sense. 
I was playing Death's Door with you, right? And I noticed like lots of secrets and stuff hidden around. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to like go around like, is there like a secret pathway here? Is there something buried here? Yeah. Whereas I'm conditioned at the moment anyway to just like follow the story, to mm. like shorthand that. Yeah. Like I want to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. Some like interesting stuff can happen along the way, but with it takes two. I think I liked it after a few hours of gameplay because I got used to how to expect the game to unfold i think when we were playing it too to play it a little while ago we yeah. weren't playing it with the podcast in mind so we were just playing it in our own time yeah, just to yeah, enjoy yeah. it which yeah. i think makes I'd, a difference right it, it yeah. does make a difference because like when i was playing outer worlds and watching firefly and i was like pushing through it to get to the, to the podcast mm. recording i enjoyed it but i was pushing through it yeah, yeah. um especially because that game can be very long if you let it be yeah there's a short there's a way to beat that game in like two hours if that i think there's a speed run of 40 minutes but, but then also you're not but like but then you're not experiencing all the other, not other stuff that, exactly mm. Yeah, um, it's like we're starting to play Celeste View, and I'm pointing mm. out like you can go for the strawberries, but they're all optional. Yeah, Don't yeah. feel like you have to get them. Oh, but then the competitive nature in me <laughs> just wants to get all the strawberries. <laughs> see, that's how no you know that you're a gamer, though. Deep <laughs> down, you see the strawberries, like I gotta have them. Have it to doesn't mean anything. Task. It's yep. completely arbitrary. Yep. But you're yep, like, but that's still the it's, it's purely <laughs> for the achievement. It doesn't actually give you anything in the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the goddamn Korok seeds from Breath of the Wild. It's the same shit. There's like 900 of them. What do you get? You get a statue of gold-plated poop. Yeah, the game literally is like, here is your shit statue, you dumbass. Why did you do that? You're like, I had to do it. I had to. It took me like a year. I had to do it. The, the classic one, Assassin's Creed. Find a hundred feathers. Oh my God. Buried all over the feathers. Map. What do you get at the end? You get an achievement. Well done. Well done. You did it. For me, like, the, I really struggle with these games that are very much interactive shorts. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not into that. So mm. I'm the opposite to you, Holly, where like, I don't really care what the story is. Mm -hmm. I just want to figure out like, how do I kill the queen wasp? Yeah. Right. Oh. Like that's interesting to me. Or the, the mini games where like, um, CJ, your little character, Cody was like in the, um, in the box in or whatever. The, and job. I was like yeah. pushing the buttons to electrify you or like <laughs> to, to, I don't even drown you or whatever. I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, I just want to do the, those little ones. The, but the, when um, it came to the larger storyline, I was like, I mean, you guys just need to work on your own communication within your marriage and look after your child. Like, that's what happens when I, you get a social worker to yeah. play these games. Yeah. There's nothing that makes you actually root for the characters. And I get, mm. I get this in, in a lot of movies too, especially like dumb horror movies. Fuck the characters. I yeah. want them to die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would much rather watch Toy Story or I'd, I'd love to watch It Takes Two as the story to, mm. to learn about the relationships and understand a bit more about stuff. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Whereas like if it's a toy story game, even though I love toy story and I grew up on toy story and I have a lot of fond memories of watching toy story with my sister and all of that. I don't necessarily want to play a toy story game. Mm. That's not mm. as interesting to me as watching the story unfold and understanding mm. Andy's relationship with, yeah, you know, yeah. his sister and his dog and how they are involved and mm. Slinky being another dog in the, you know, in the world. I, yeah. That's more interesting. I to had me. a, you're going to get your wish because they're making an, it takes two movie. Are they actually? They really are. Well, yeah. well, okay, so that's another point. So the guy, the creative director for Hazelight Studios, who did It Takes Two, and then like the other ones, um, A Way Out and Braid, and I think it was another one. He's a filmmaker. He's made yeah. like five movies, mm. and he's been to the Oscars. And he has that famous speech that did that at the Video Game Awards where he said, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> well, they're doing it. They're doing it. It Takes Two movie, which this, okay. So the, the, the thematic... Uh, 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 alignment here, the synergy, right, of It Takes Two and Toy Story, we're, we're going to come full circle. We're going to end up with 
uh, and it takes two film, I suspect mm. sooner rather than later we're going to get a significantly high quality Toy Story game yeah. as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something that ties in for the Lightyear movie coming. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. there was Toy Story games, and I vaguely remember yeah. it from like the N64 era, and they kind of played like shit, and they were clunky, and they were classic cheap video game <laughs> adaptations, right? They were tie-ins. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a real game. It was like, there's a new Toy Story film coming out quick. Pump out like a $40 video well, game. It's, yeah. it's like cash um, in on that. It's like our first episode when we did Goosebumps. Like, yeah, like yeah. that era of like 90s, there's so many like like cheap point and click whatever games yeah. for every single like movie IP yeah. that came out at the time. Yeah, I'm like, there's going to be, there, we're going to end up with something that is, is significantly higher quality and it will not surprise me if it ends up being very similar looking and feeling to It Takes Two. Because I'm like, that that world of like, how mm. do we make this gameplay fun? It'll mm. it'll feel very similar. Mm-hmm. And I would love to go down the cheap Toy Story game route, personally, <laughs> which I'm sure nobody else wants. <laughs> but if there was, if there was, if, if there were mini games, if it was like a Wii mini games where I could play with Etch-A-Sketch and I could play with oh, the yeah. recorder with the microphone and like, Sing Wheezy's song. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. You can, I would play the <laughs> shit out of you that. Can like, um, yeah, you can find like this, the the secret like janky path to climb up the walls and rescue Wheezy from the shelf up top. Yes, yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's I'm I'm here for that. But if it's about like you, yeah, having to go around t- town and Andy has to drive over here to find this, and mm. I'm like I'm no, lost. No. Uh, it's mm-hmm. too long. I, f- I feel I'm like I feel up. like something like t- like Toy Story as a game should t- like. Half of the game should take place in Andy's room, mm-hmm. and then the other half should just be like trying to cross the road to Al's toy barn. Seriously, oh, that's yeah. a whole, that's a four-hour game right le- there. Le- le- <laughs> legit, just crossing the road, yeah. and then you're in Al's toy barn, and then you come back, and there's those three main areas, and the yes. road is only like one bit, so it's two main areas. Could do yeah. it, yeah. Actually, yeah. to that end, one other thing I liked about. It takes two, is that you explore various parts of the house, the garden. Mm. Um, you go in amongst like. Well, under the house itself, actually, through all the tunnels when you're dealing with the squirrels and all kinds of cool stuff. So it's not just going to be – it's not a centred experience in that you only get one dimension of the kid and the parents' lives. It's more realistic in that you have to go through certain elements of their – their memories and their experiences, like the snow yeah. level, for example. That was a really cool That's level. set in a snow globe that I'm assuming the parents bought on a trip and you have to navigate through, mm. you know, well, the, this things is, in the snow globe This itself. is another thing they did uh, specifically with Itext2. It's like each level in each gameplay had like a thematic tie-in to the characters in the story, but then also like a unique gameplay mechanic. Yeah. Mm, so mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. that snow globe one is like when they used to go on holiday and did the snow globe together. Mm. The garden is Cody's passion that mm. he's lost his love for. Yeah. Um, up in the attic with all the music and all like the synthesizers mm. and the instruments and stuff. It's like this is all the stuff that they forgot about and buried up in the attic. Yeah. And now they're trying to like refine it and rekindle the passion yeah. and the love and all this kind of stuff. The other factor of like right? well, should they be like finding their love and fixing it? That's my issue with the game. Because that's that, yeah. a lot of people have had that complaint as well. Be yeah. like, is this actually healthy or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I much prefer that the game just be about how do we as adults co-parent this mm. child yeah. and how do we learn how to be mature, emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because not every memory that you have as a family from way back when is going to be rosy and pretty yep. and gorgeous, yep, right? Yep. And that doesn't mean that when you got married or when you first got together or had a child that everything was 
was rainbows. Mm, mm-hmm. no, yeah. Things probably sucked then too. Yeah. But how do you, how did you let that slide over time? And are you willing to agree every day that you want to work on it to yeah. continue to be a partnership yeah. and be a team? Or are you to the point where no matter what your partner does, it annoys the shit out of you and mm. you're just over it and you can't mm, deal yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've yeah. given up, then... Because like the way that they're fighting <sighs> yeah. at the beginning, you're like, guys... At minimum, you need a separation. Yeah, yeah. y'all yeah. gotta you gotta take some time to figure yourselves out, and yes. then see if you actually want to make it work. Yeah. The game's like, nah, we're just gonna we're gonna throw them into this life or death situation. <laughs> you know, let's let's have a crack at it. We're, we're gonna melt their brains with some magical realism here. I'm just like, by the end of that, they're like, are we gonna get back together? Maybe, but it's like, surely the answer is like, I need to get the fuck away from this crazy house. Yes. I gotta go see a professional. <laughs> yeah, like that we murdered book. the fucking <laughs> elephant. I gotta get therapy for that. Like, like oh I just God. spent how yeah. long? trying to force my daughter to cry yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah. a yeah. game that's like for like six, seven hours yeah. that is not a, that's emotional manipulation like, that's yeah. emotional neglect At like yeah, as that, a social worker oh. who works with kids in out of home care I'm like that poor child yeah. 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 is anyone yeah. talking to her or taking her to a therapist also think, uh, think about it from the child's perspective like the parents yeah. the parents are fighting and like really blowing out oh, then, yeah. then, then they're just like knocked out yeah, for like a day and then she and then like for most of the day like um i forget the kid's name but she's trying rose. to talk rose. rose yeah she's trying to talk to them and trying to like get them to wake up being like come on let's go let's go let's go play and then she just like oh it's my fault and she goes to leave <gasps> and get in get in the bus and yeah yeah she's yeah. gonna run away from home yeah so I, I, I would love to see the super cut of just rose's interactions yeah. Yeah. Like, it's now like a 30 minute game <laughs> where her parents just took too many drugs knocked knocked themselves out and just fucking ignored her for a day imagine the social services were called and they came in and just saw the two parents just like drugged out like this tripping on a couch maybe that's the alternative ending yeah because that's what it looks like it does yeah there's the scene where like the rose is like um I think she, I can't remember, she she brings like the music box mm. down or whatever mm-hmm. and is like, maybe it'll make you feel better when you wake up or whatever. And it's just like, oh my God, like her parents are dead. Yeah. Like yeah. call an ambulance, Rose. Like yeah. your parents have been unresponsive all day. Yeah. I don't know what's going on either, but you need to call someone. Mm. Do like, you have a trusted adult in your world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speak to about what this. are your neighbors doing? Do you know yeah. how to call triple zero? Like, what are you about? Right. <laughs> Seriously. Ooh. Yeah, that was But, but we're just going to, we're just going to ignore this for the sake of like a fun magic game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun magic game. That's all about teamwork and friendship and you rebuilding know, relationships. You know what it is? Though? It's, it's, this is a game uh, made by adults who grew up watching Toy Story yeah. and being affected by it, but not really understanding what was going on <laughs> until they became adults and they yeah. were like, oh, that is fucked up. Yeah. And they were like, but that's why it's good. <laughs> we like, if you ask the child what was good about Toy Story, they'd be like, oh, the characters were fun. Like Woody was really funny. Yeah. You know, the, it's really pretty to look at. Like I love Buzz Lightyear got to fly. It's if you ask an adult, home. they're like, it's really messed up. <laughs> the, sheriff, the sheriff like farts in his box or something yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh ha 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 he has to smell his own stinky oh, they, part we, wa- we watched Toy Story on Disney Plus and cause mm. Toy Story 2 has those like bloopers at the end yeah. they cut oh, one of them right. <gasps> because the one with the sheriff he has two Barbie dolls like in his well, that's yes. right. in, yeah. in, in the box of him box saying of saying like like implying that if they do something they'll get a role in the next movie yeah. they cut it because it's a joke about Harvey Weinstein 
Yeah. They should have kept it. They should have kept it. So then that's a teachable yeah, moment. A teachable yeah. moment. Talk to your children about how right. sometimes adults are icky. <laughs> that's another thing too. Like rewatching Toy Story, all of them since kid, they're so much darker than oh, I remember. Like yeah. even the Sid like torturing yeah. him and, and manipulating toys because in the first one. You don't necessarily grasp the implications of it as a child. You're like, oh, that's messed up. He's damaging toys. As an adult, you're like, that's a sentient being yep. that has thoughts yep. and feelings yep. that he is lighting on fire. Yep. Holy but shit. Even if you remove the the sentient being part of it and you just see this child lighting things on fire mm-hmm. and playing mm-hmm. with with fireworks and the dog has something to do with it. It's been a while. But like then I start to worry about yeah, animals being involved and yeah. all this stuff. You're like, these are markers of psychopathy. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Sid like, is hundred percent serial killer yeah. in the movie. Where, we, we where are his parents? Because then I start to think of euphoria. Like Sid is yeah. definitely Fez, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he has been oh traumatized. He's been left to his is own Fez, devices. Is Fez the drug dealer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like has anybody like met any of Sid's emotional needs yeah. in a way that makes him feel whole? Like mm-hmm. why is he t- like I start to go down this whole <laughs> Yeah. Path of like, we we do it? see Sid uh, in Toy Story three. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's the garbage truck driver. Yeah, yeah. and like he's wearing like he's like the skull t shirt again, and he's like banging and listening to his tape deck. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. The mm. implication being that either uh, he is probably a quite accomplished serial killer at this point because he has a fantastic cover of being a, a garbage mm. man. Brilliant. Or is the implication that uh, he was a disturbed youth who ended up working in in yeah. refuse because he couldn't get a real job? And then is the implication that being a garbage man is not a real job? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't like any of that. Also, that Sid, Sid would have been like majorly traumatized after the first yeah. Toy Story, yeah. like yeah. after like Woody talks to him and all the toys start oh, like yeah. attacking yeah. him. I mean, how many years of therapy did he have? Right? Like, let's see. I would okay. Forget the Lightyear fucking movie. No one gives a shit about that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so obviously a cash grab. Yeah. I want the Sid movie. I want I Toy want, Story yes, like yeah. two point five yeah. or whatever it is. I want. To, I want what what happened to Sid after that experience. I don't believe he he went on to become a garbage man. Surely he becomes a psychotherapist or something. Surely he becomes Joker. Yeah, right? Like that's what it is. This, yeah. this is actually the, the Joker origin is that he understands that nothing is real he and nothing becomes, makes sense Joaquin because toys Phoenix. can think. Yeah. yeah. It's like watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier and they're in therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, the, the, like the, this is like the consequence and follow on from what would have happened from yeah. these big movies. Mm-hmm. What would happen would with Rose then, that. do you think? Would she go on to have significant attachment damage oh, regarding yeah. oh, relationships moving yeah. forward? Yeah, and, and, and it'd be massively repressed but we wouldn't come up until like she's in a relationship. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh my I God, the sequel to It Takes Two is, yeah. does it really take two? Yeah. And it's just Rose learning to like <laughs> accept and love herself because she never got that as a child. I can see oh if we're going to give some early diagnoses here. I can definitely see Rose struggling with anxiety mm. as mm. an adult mm-hmm. and some yeah insecure attachment where she's not quite sure if her carer is going to be there for her or not. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in an adult relationship. Let's make her a lesbian, right? So yes. she's in a queer relationship yep, later in yep. life. And it's your traditional like trying to meet each other's needs. They're in a long-term or a long-distance relationship. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. have to travel four hours to see each other. And they should have broken up after three months, but they take three years to break up Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. that constant insecurity of like, do you love me? Do you not love me? Well, I'll just take care of it myself then. And I'm going to go with that's being Rose's next chapter. I want to watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Double feature. Double feature. Do you think Rose would like constantly be dependent on someone else? So like even outside of a relationship, when they move out, Mm -hmm. go to uni, like have roommates and stuff? I think she'd do the exact opposite. She'd be so fiercely independent that no one could like encroach on her. she can't rely on anyone Exactly. She can't trust anybody. Yeah. And then whenever her partner is asking her to be emotionally vulnerable, she gets defensive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why would I need to be emotionally vulnerable? I'm fine. I'm yeah. self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. an accomplished adult. And th- her partner would be like, Babe. And like, <laughs> and, that, and that's become a trigger for her. Yeah. 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 That's my that's my get that's that's unhealthy, unwell Rose yeah. growing up. Yeah. If she doesn't have maybe some resilience, you know, doesn't develop resilience or doesn't necessarily have people around her to engage her in connection mm-hmm. in other ways, um, then yeah, potentially she could end up needing some support as mm. a, you know, a young adult. Mm. I mean, I feel like that's, it's uh, th- maybe that's the linking thematic here mm. is damaged children. <laughs> feel like both It Takes Two and Toy Story, it's the kids who are the real victims here. Yeah. We're, oh, no. we're watching, we're watching and, and playing things that are around and about these children but we never actually ask the kids, like, has anyone asked Andy how he right. feels about all this? Right. Did anyone Oof. sit sit down and be like, actually explain what you think just happened? Yeah. And then was like, either that's not real or right. like, Sid, you've uncovered the greatest conspiracy of all time. Yeah. <laughs> do, do I can Sid would end up being like one of those uh, guys who's posting on like Reddit and 4chan and, and all the <gasps> conspiracies and stuff like he's that. He's on 4chan, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or worse, he's on like 8chan. He's getting on like the real dark boards that like oh, nobody I wants know, to talk I don't even about. know that much about A-Chan. You don't want to know. Don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> I've never even heard of A-Chan. There's a reason, <laughs> there's a reason you haven't heard of A-Chan. Good. Oh, okay, man. I'm going to stay away Don't from do it. Yeah, yeah don't <laughs> do it. 4, 4chan had glory days long, a long time ago now uh, where it wasn't a complete shithole cesspool, but like they knew oh, I think I think it always was of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they towed a fine line where they were like, we're aware that we're like... I mean, like, Reddit used to be a lot worse as well, but oh, I yeah. think now those segments are either banned or, like, well, the they're, they're massively, is, like, hidden. Right? They're, well, this thing, they get banned, but, like, Reddit has become less good because of that. Yeah. So it's like, you need a bit of shitholeness you need in a order bit to of actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be open to that. And it's like, because Reddit now is like... Um, I can't remember if they are or they're trying to be publicly traded or whatever, but they have a whole thing of, like they now have to be advertiser friendly. So it's the mm. same thing with YouTube. There's certain stuff that you just can't talk about on yeah. Reddit now because it's bad for the shareholders. So it goes away. <laughs> so like <laughs> as much as 4chan <laughs> is a massive shithole, it is, but they can talk about anything they want because mm. there's no shareholders involved. I think I remember the last like main thing I heard about from 4chan is when they uh, had like the vote for the new Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> and oh, they rigged Jesus. it and got like the highest vote by a mile was Hitler did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But see, this, that's what I mean about like 4chan is like like 4chan is what happens if Toy Story is real and a few kids find out. You you end up with a whole generation of of people who understand that life is inherently meaningless and think that's funny as fuck. Yeah. And mm. they want to post about it, right? So like yeah, it's really edgy and it's fucked up, but it's like they're also onto something about like free speech. And I'm like, I don't know if they're right or if I agree with it. Yeah, something yeah. about the safest space is one where you can just dig yeah. into your, your grossness as a, as a human, the socialization yeah, that we've yeah. gotten mm-hmm. as children that like, we have some fucked up belief systems. Yeah. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> some shit mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. out that, and I can only tell CJ where I'm just like, I have to say this out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we did that watching reality TV where we're occasionally yes. like, oh my God, I ha- what about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, we can never say that outside this no room. <laughs> I, just, I just had another thought with Toy Story. So like that idea of like yeah. Sid finding out and, and then posting on 4chan and all the conspiracy theorists. What about like the other side of it where you get like old toys washing up on islands, <gasps> tribes finding them. Yeah. And then you get like some co- like cult warship, like religious, like all hailed these sentient toys oh actually going on. Okay, oh my God, I just thought of something else. I don't think they've addressed this in Toy Story, but there are there are things that you would classify as a toy that have internet access. Yeah. yeah. What if the toys are posting uh, on 4chan themselves? 
Did I just come up with Toy Story 5? Oh my god. They have in um in Toy Story 3 the dinosaurs are on like message boards yeah. talking to other toys. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Oh shit, yes. there's a toy Okay, all right. This changes yes, yes, everything. Cuz 4chan <laughs> has a toys board, right? And we think that it's for people to discuss toys. What if it's for it's toys, toys to discuss people? Oh my god. Isn't there also somewhere in the Toy Story universe about a nanny cam? Am I making that yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I the think there's something the with teddy bear. Yeah. yeah. In Toy Story 3 too, there is also the monkey that's like surveying everyone on the, yeah, 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 yeah. the yep. security system. The whole watchtower oh set up God. at the daycare. Um, right. Well, because they're also aware of like um, like uh, Woody's um, box. His voice mm. box. Voice yeah. box. Because in, in Toy Story 4, it's, it's the it's the doll that's trying to get a new voice mm-hmm. box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if there are yeah, like nanny cam teddy bears and stuff yeah. too, that's absolutely going to be a thing. Oh, damn. Mm. Plug well, me into there's plug a toy police state. Yeah. Yeah. There's a oh, there's like a toy Facebook that's collecting all the data and selling it. There's oh a toy god. Handmaid's Tale. <gasps> oh my god, it's Handmaid's. It's the toys within the Handmaid's oh Tale universe. Oh my god, I would watch the shit out of what that are the, movie. Oh I, I haven't watched Handmaid's Tale. What are the toys in the, in the show? I mean, well, well are there any toys? Oh, there's no. Well, they would probably so be so very puritanical. Movie. Yeah, like a wooden, like a carved wooden wooden horses and shit uh, like that. Or, <laughs> stick, or like the 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 ball connected to the wooden cup. What do you th- What do you think oh, would okay. happen to voodoo dolls if they become sentient? Are they Are they like linked to the person? Do that they, they know that they're linked oh to a person? God. I'm just imagining a voodoo doll being like, ah, ah, what is <laughs> happening? I'm channeling all the time. Help me! <laughs> yeah, because we think of the voodoo doll as like. If you stick it, the person hurts, right? It's the other way around. What if the voodoo is feeling the existential crisis that the human is going through all the time? So there's a guy walking around having like deep emotional trauma and somewhere there's a voodoo doll who's just like, somebody kill me. End this this nightmare. Let me die. And like like the voodoo doll doesn't know what's going on. They just have this sudden feeling of like, oh, fuck. (laughs) It sees the the human coming at it with a pin and he's like, no, please God, no, not another one. Oh my God. There's there's a lot to unpack with this. I tell you what though, I, I... I would love to see some short fiction. I don't know how it is. I've got to convince one of my film students to do a <laughs> short about Toy Story, right? A Toy Story short, but within something like the Handmaid's Tale universe. Yeah. Just be like, just explore it. Just a 10 just minute see film. what happens. What is that yeah. life like for them? Wild. Wild. Like, are they in the bed? Because I have some judgments around, and I'm very clear about that. This is, a, <laughs> uh, this is me being judgmental about um, how children nowadays which I am not a parent. Let's mm-hmm. be very clear that I am talking out of turn here. Um, that when I have babysat neighbors, kids or nephews or whatever, and their bedrooms are filled with mm-hmm. toys, mm-hmm. filled, filled, filled with toys, stimulus to the brim, stimuli mm-hmm. to the brim. Um, and on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you need a place for your child to play and, and feel safe and comfortable and cozy and all that. But I babysat some kids the other night and they could not go to sleep. Partly, they were all hyped up about me babysitting them, mm, and their parents mm-hmm, were out yeah. after two years of their parents never leaving the house, right? <laughs> um, but also, they were just constantly rearranging their toys to be in a way that felt comfortable to them so that they could then fall asleep. Right. And this one little boy who's two and a half, um, who his his bed was covered in, to- in stuffed animals, stuffed toys, and I think there, were, there had to have been 30 toys. And That's we live so in a very toys. capitalist world, right? But like my nephew's bedrooms are exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking for their brains, like, yeah, what would that be like? Because I am an anxious adult where I want my bedroom to be perfect before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
what is it like for a two and a half year old to try and arrange them all properly? And then if all your toys are talking to you as well and they have needs and wants and feelings, that's a lot to look after. That's a recipe for some severe neurodiversity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm thinking like, I was thinking if, if CJ and I are able to have kids, like would, do we want a room that is for sleeping and then a room that is for playing? Like maybe their sleep space doesn't have toys. We have another neighbor who sleeps in his parents' room with his parents, but then all of the downstairs is the play space. So it's when we go upstairs, we're getting ready for sleep time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that might be interesting because, yeah, otherwise you have this child that's like, well, monkey is saying this and then this toy needs this and then there's this little ladybug and then sister is saying that ladybug's personality is actually not that. Ladybug has a different personality. And I'm like... Oh my god, that's so much for them to. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And the two siblings arguing about a toy's personality, where it's like in yeah. Toy Story, the the toys have a personality, but the, I don't think we ever get a clear answer whether that personality is imbued by the owner mm. or whether that is their personality and yeah. whatever the owner gives to them is mm. separate or on top of that. Well, it seems like the toys have some kind of personality that's imbued to the fact that like Buzz's personality is because he's Buzz Lightyear. Right. And then also the fact that he's become aware of like, he, but he's not Buzz Lightyear, yeah. but he is still Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It's very weird. This is what I mean. It's like, okay, so Woody is the good cowboy, right? He's the good guy. He's the white hat. He's the uh, sheriff in town. What if good Andy guy. was- some yeah. very selfish moments in the movies. Right, oh, but I'm like, yeah. what if Andy was just- just like right today, you're a villain. You're the black hat. You're, you're we're, we're playing fucking Westworld. You're we're Clint, gonna you're Clint Eastwood. Yeah, we're gonna do this some raping and murdering. Woody, and he's like, oh, <laughs> how does Woody process that? Like, yeah. oh shit, does he become a bad guy because that's how Andy wants to play with him, or is he now deeply traumatized by the fact that his his forced play action is severely divorced from his idea of himself. Does he have dissociative identity disorder and he's going into a fugue state. That's what it is. Every yeah. time Andy plays with when him. They, when they collapse and they're like pretending that they're not moving, they're, just they're actually out. just blacking out. Yeah. <laughs> war, war never changes. All the soldiers are just like constantly in a state of shell shock and PTSD. Oh my god! <laughs> this I is what I'm saying. It's so dark, yeah. but you only you can only analyze that as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like in in a lot of kids' movies, they're like the jokes are for the adults. In Toy Story, it's not the jokes that are for the adults; no. it's everything else. It's the, like, oh, no. it's the existential dread that's yeah. for the yeah. adults. But I do wonder because Andy has the little sister who then gets involved with Jesse in the later movies, yeah. right? Yeah. There's also the garage sale, so they're yeah. selling the toys to mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. You've got the aliens from the arcade. So I think that's a really <laughs> interesting club. question. I love the aliens. The aliens are uh, I, I do think that's interesting of like, it's a nature-nurture scenario. Mm-hmm. I'd be very intrigued by the conversations in the writer's room for the mm. original Toy Story of like how did yeah how do they decide is your is your yeah. personality inherent or is it learned? Oh, there's also... Um, is it Zed, the bad guy for Buzz Lightyear yeah. in Toy Story yeah. 2? Yeah. And yeah. Like Zorg. They, they do Zorg. Zorg. Yeah. yeah. And they do, do the whole Zorg. thing of like, no, Buzz, I am your father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like, Dad, we start playing catch. But then, like, because if Zork is similar to the Buzz Lightyear's where it's pre programmed, like, mm. he's Zork, mm. does that mean like they all know, regardless of what's been written for like the narrative, that like he's Buzz's dad? Or right. like, you know, spending all this time to go and try and, and find him and kill him and kill all the friends. Be like, no, I just want to play catch. Like <laughs> yeah. Or is it, a, is it a hive mind thing? Because we see, we see Buzz in Al's toy barn with, with all, all the, the other, other buzzes. buzzes and they all have 
one way of thinking. I think it, I think it's similar to like the soldier unit thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've got yeah. all the Zorgs in the so, room. So maybe they don't consciously realize that they're all the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But they're all working together in the same capacity. Right. How self-aware do we think these... T- like, if we if we really anthropomorphize and go, like, some of these toys are going to be more deeply human than other toys, is there a c- class system? Is there oh, a no. sort of, like... Oh. Well, you that, know? That's a good point, because in, the obviously, the second Toy Story movie, where Woody discovers he's a collector's item and was part yeah. of a core troop, yeah. what knowledge do they have of their place in the context of, one, when they were developed and made, and also, now that they're a collector's item... How do they value themselves in relation to other toys that they interact with? Like that whole di- like dissection, oh I guess, yeah. of how they mm. understand their place in relation to other things. Yeah, well, like, totally like Woody is clearly now, the right? leader. But like what you're what you're getting at there is really interesting because they do there there are characters that are aware that they're collectors' items yeah. and they are pretentious as fuck about it. Yeah, that yeah. does come up in mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, mm. damn, so, I hadn't thought about it. But yeah, there's like. It really does give a whole new meaning to the idea of seizing the means of production, right? Like, like <laughs> if you're a toy and you're literally created mm. and you're sentient, are you like obligated to try to take down the capitalist system to prevent <laughs> more of you being made, or oh. to make more of you? Like, like right. which one? Yeah. Like, oh, there's some more. And, they, and they, they can become like the new prime species on yeah. the planet. Mm. Also, while we're I mean, still in Toy Story 2. plastic doesn't dissolve, so maybe that's exactly where the Toy Story is. <gasps> Toy Story 5 <gasps> takes place in the landfill. Not even, not even. I get, oh my God. What, what, if, what if Toy Story 5 is post-apocalyptic? Ooh. Here we go, right? So okay, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I want to see this. It's a simultaneous sequel to WALL-E and yes. Toy Story. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> it's set a thousand years in the future. Oh Humanity is all dead because we we're, were useless. We're the worst, Great, yeah. right? But the toys are still around and they're making more toys and they're creating a new society. And... They they perfect through the art of science and toy magic because this is magic, right? So yeah. why not? Yeah. They're able to cr- to create a cloned human, and it's that we get an what? inverse Toy Story where there's the first <laughs> real human child <laughs> who wait, thinks wait, that they're a toy. Wait, maybe, by toys? Maybe, they need, maybe they need the artificial human to yeah, bring yeah. life to toys. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. they have, so they have like the one in captivity to mm-hmm. be able to create more toys. Oh, that's very Black Mirror. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> that's it takes two. Rose is that baby that's raised <gasps> by the toy humans. Oh, damn. Cody and May aren't actually humans. They are mm-hmm. the toy. Their toy stage is their real stage. Their real stage. To be fair as well, in, in takes mm-hmm. two, like like none of the humans look like humans. They look like yeah. robots. It's, oh, yeah, v- it's yeah, very yeah, uncanny valley. Yeah. That actually weirded that's, me out the most. Yeah. I was like, if you put that much effort into how this game looks, you could have spent a bit more time like on Rose, the models. Like the human face looks <laughs> so yeah. weird. Rose is she terrifying. Lo- she, looks, the she looks project. dead inside. She probably is. Like, I to mean, be fair. <laughs> like, be, like, 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 yeah, yeah. Behind those eyes is just a black void. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Damn. All right. I mean, okay. Wait, but I have a question. Yeah. Do the toys in the post-apocalyptic Wally Toy Story uni- crossover universe... Are they aware of the the impending heat death of the universe? Yes. Okay. Oof. Okay, because because I'm, I'm gonna blow the lid off this thing here for a second. <laughs> I don't know if everyone at the table is aware, but there is already a unifying theory of Pixar. Someone has many people have gone and figured out that all of the Pixar animated films As exist in the, in the same, same universe, universe yes. right? Yeah. Yes. And so the question then becomes: In what order must they go logically? Mm. And so most people put Toy Story early on to be like it has to predate Cars because mm. there's still people, right? So cars yeah. is the logical conclusion of toys being sentient. Sure. All, sure. all inanimate sure. objects eventually become sentient. Well, I right? think so yeah. I'm with cars. you so far. I'm with right? you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and it's like, okay, so Wally must take place somewhere in the middle there. 
Okay. I'm like, okay, but what if that's not the case? What if it's a slightly different order? Wait, are you saying cars are set after Wally? No, it's set. It's uh, yeah, it is. That's that's the theory, right? Uh. Is that like because there's no more humans left, and cars have redone. Like I think Mount Rushmore in the Cars universe is it's cars. cars. It's cars, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So like there is not not only are there are no humans left, there's no sign of humans, and yeah. yet half the planet is clearly still designed for, for human, human infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't make sense because right. no people. Yep. So cars oh must take place after Wally. <laughs> Gets fucking crazy, right? It's like, okay, so what if what if we're trying to figure this out and we're thinking about it a little bit wrong? What if what if Toy Story takes place after Cars and is actually two thousand years in our future? Humans have come back oh, thanks true. to the toys, and the toys are actually secretly running the show. They know what's mm. going on, but they also know that you know they want people to live and to be happy and have a life. So the toys are in control of the whole thing. Remind me how humans come back. Well, I, I assume the toys would have to create some sort of genetic cloning thing where they bring them back from DNA material. We see the beginnings of this in Wally when they find the plant. The technology is clearly there. They're like That's one, true. one fucking plant is able to. Like, we can bring all the humans well, back. I guess we if can we save go, with, if we if we loop back to the hockey puck being a toy, mm. we could assume that laboratory equipment has become toys. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. If you've got millennials and Jed Jed Zetters. Zers, <laughs> <laughs> just call them Zoomers. It's Zoomers, yeah. who Zabies, who then become lab techs. They are absolutely the type of people to be like, "This is my emotional support water bottle." Yeah, and her name is Linda. Yeah, and I love her so much. Right, <laughs> and then humans just are destroyed. Fast forward that by like fifty yeah, yeah. years, it exactly. gets, worse. It gets worse. And then yeah. every tool in an abandoned lab. Mm -hmm has a personality yeah. and then is like, we have to bring the babies to life yeah. because of course yeah. IVF clinics All the would, eggs are frozen. Yeah. Eggs would be there. This is what I'm saying. There's still people around. They're just <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of how far we've come with fertility yeah. technology. I will, Anybody I will, yeah. can make a baby now. I'll point this out and say, all right, I can prove this theory because <laughs> in WALL-E, it's never explicitly stated WALL-E is a toy. So yeah. is Eve. The AI mm, of the ship, yeah. it's not just an artificial intelligence. The ship is sentient because the ship is a, a giant toy. toy that all the humans live in. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. And there you go. This is where you come into like electronics being toys and becoming sentient. That's what I'm saying. Right? Is so my mobile phone sentient? I fucking hope not. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Siri, right? Siri becoming sentient and taking over the world? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, well, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a problem with like Google Assistant taking over the world because barely can connect two to minutes fucking Wi-Fi. She's yeah. like, I can't connect right now. Fuck off, Google. <laughs> or the fucking my newest thing with the pixel buds right the new head headphones you spoke it's like if you hold the thing down you can talk to your google assistant you fucking can't all it does is it goes <laughs> you have no notifications also it's 11 30 how is that Thanks. useful Thanks. I, I mean dude if i want to know the time i'm either going to look at my watch or i'm going to get my phone out and go beep I'm or i'm going to hold like, my headphones down like dear google please tell me what time it is you're oh like dear God. google what's the weather and she's like thank you so much for asking today it's 15 <laughs> yeah, degrees yeah. with a high of 21 the humidity is 60 percent, which is too humid for melbourne so <laughs> you need to put on extra deodorant nobody has air con so make sure you're wearing a floaty dress and you're just like google that's not what i was asking <laughs> Stop talking. That's my thing. Google talks too much. If that's the future, we're, we're doomed. But I like this idea that, like, okay, so they all become sentient, right? And it's like, okay, my coffee machine becomes sentient. That's fucked up. It has one job. All it does is, is scream and heat things up. It hates life. Do you reckon, do you reckon like, Ooh. part of the end of the world in this Pixar universe would be, like, Y2K? Maybe. No, because, okay, no. the Y2K thing is all to do with programming language. I have to assume that 
the magic but inherent it, it, in toys being be, alive overrides that. It could be like all the technolo- technological toys at the same time waking up and then just deciding to fuck shit up. Yeah, but that's not Y two K. That's like like the 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 if the toys wanted to take over, it wouldn't be like a Y two K scenario. It'd be like it'd be more like an alien invasion. It would happen mm. slowly mm. at first because they would have to get into the right places. Make sure they knew what they were doing. It's like a, and it's then like, it would be overnight. Is Jimmy Neutron a Pixar movie? No, no. Okay. That's a that's a pre Nickelodeon show. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. Are, there, are there any Pixar movies with aliens? Um, I mean, oh, I'm trying to. Think. I don't think so. Not yet. If, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes me. It re- reminds me actually of Peacemaker and the butterflies. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. It's yeah. a slow invasion, and they kind of have to set themselves up. Yeah. To have the cow to be able to eat. Yep. And Spoilers Wait, like, for is, Peacemaker. But Spoilers is it, for the Peacemaker. The John Cena's like a true one? Yeah. Is there a butterfly invasion in that? Uh, you're gonna, you're, I'm, okay, okay, okay. Let's just, Whoa. before we dig into this, fair warning, huge, huge spoilers for Peacemaker. Because I haven't, I haven't I, I'm not up to date with these movies, but I am curious to check out PC, the Peacemaker. Okay. Because highly it looks recommend. Highly, it looks highly so recommend. campy highly and fun. It's yeah, it incredible. Is. It's easily the best thing they've done. But it's also, it's James Gunn. It's James Gunn, right? It's James and it's, Gunn. it is a direct sequel to the Suicide Squad film. You should see that and then watch the show. That, that's the second one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. You, you can skip the first one. It doesn't yeah, it even doesn't, That one doesn't exist. I, I it doesn't it. matter. I didn't like but it. But the second one is second one. is a direct tie in to Peacemaker the show. Okay. It's important. There's some major plot points that the show yep. leverages that you need to know. Yep. The show is honestly probably the best piece of live action superhero thing I've seen in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of something better. I'd be like, okay, Watchmen, the film is like a masterpiece. I really, I really it, liked Watchmen, the, the miniseries. Right, yeah. really good, but it vibes very different. Peacemaker understands that it is a comic book TV show <laughs> and wholly embraces that truth. Yeah, well, this it is, yeah, I mean, okay, so tangent for James Gunn and Peacemaker, but like I, I, I saw an interview with James Gunn or something about like where he like loves comic books and superheroes but also, like, loves the fact that, like, they're not serious. Like, yeah. they, they, they the can't actual be quote and ridiculous is that um, he loves comic books and he know and he knows and loves that they know that they're the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because in the comics, and this okay, so and, and like, and it's him bringing that into like Guns exactly Galaxy and Peacemaker doing. and all yes. that. So yeah. minor, minor spoiler for uh, Peacemaker because he's not actually in the show. But Kite Man gets a, gets a shout out, right? So if you don't know who Kite Man is, great because you probably shouldn't. And if you do, you read too many comics, right? <laughs> But is, it, it, is this the character that James Gunn played in the Suicide Squad? No, no. Okay, no. So Kite Man is a comic book DC villain who is like Z-list. He's so funny. He's a dude whose whole gimmick is that he has a kite backpack and can like fly away from crime the scenes. Fact that, <laughs> the fact that CJ knows this means that CJ has some stuff to work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot going well, on. He features heavily in, spoilers for the Harley Quinn animated TV show, because he Kite Man is trying to date Poison Ivy. Mm. And it's an ongoing gag in that cartoon that Kite Man's a bit of a fucking joke and that everybody knows that because he's fucking Kite Man. Yeah. And they're like, Poison Ivy, Pamela Isley is like one of the A-list villains. Why would she date Kite Man? She's better than that. But it turns out Kite Man's kind of a himbo. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. And she kind of likes that. And yeah. so you're like, it gives like, depth to the character. It's kind of like yeah. Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Like on paper, you're like, Polka Dot Man is such an idiot. But in the movie, you're like, damn, dude. You're like, oh, okay. He's got a it's whole exactly thing. That yeah, these are, like, these are the characters I want to see, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I want yeah. these and ridiculous that's, ones. That's They're why it works. Because yeah. James Gunn understands that those characters are dumb as shit in the comics. Yeah. And that's fine because mm. that's what the comics are doing. Yeah. But if you want to bring them into live action, you have to, one, understand that they're dumb, but embrace that. Don't try to grim dark it up and cover it up and be like, Mm. he's, you know, super serious. Be like, no, no, you can be 
emotional and have depth and still be kind of fucking stupid. And it works. You know, Kite Man gets a shout out where he's now canon in the DC cinematic universe <laughs> because Peacemaker is canon and he was like, Kite Man's a dick. That one line, you're like, well, <laughs> I, I know Kite Man is real. He's so that's real. a whole thing to unpack. <laughs> and then he's a dick. Is he a dick because Peacemaker doesn't like him? Or is he actually a dick? Because with Peacemaker, you don't know. You don't know. Kite Man <laughs> might be a legitimately lovely person who happens to rob banks and fly away on a fucking kite. <laughs> but this brings me back to the idea of like play theory. Yeah. And how much fun we should be having as adults yeah. when yeah. it comes to yeah. Toy Story Playing with toys, imagination, yeah. peacemaker. Mm -hmm. He has a pet eagle named Eagly. Eagly. And they, a, make, the they, they make, reference how stupid that is. They reference but it, it works. but it works. And it's like, you have to be okay with how campy and corny and cheesy yeah. you yeah. are. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I tell yeah. this to my yeah. staff all the time, like we're working with vulnerable young people who are at risk of homelessness. If all we are is serious all the time and we only talk about like mm -hmm. their, their welfare benefits and stuff, like that is so detrimental to a 16-year-old when in, when instead you can take them grocery shopping and sing along to yeah. the, the easy listening pop playlist and have a good time <laughs> because you need to help people make positive memories. Mm. You can be mature and playful. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. playful does That's not automatically... That's actually the dream. You want to ride that yeah. line, right? I, I love... Like The Dark Knight is like a serious dark gritty mm. like superhero movie. It's great. But my favorite stuff is like the really dumb, really yeah. silly shit. Dude, you're going to love The Suicide well, Squad. It's a fucking work so of good. art. It's and incredible. Peacemaker, I think, just, just going right, <laughs> digging right into it. Because I am not a DC fan. At I would all, yeah. never say that well, I'm a fan I, of like, this. I, yeah. I have, like, I've watched a couple of DC movies. Yeah. Every single one I've watched has been fucking terrible. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's but, the thing, right? When you say I've, I've watched a couple, right? Like, I, you, I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of the main ones. Um, even then, even then, even if you were a DC fan and you had watched all the films, you would still be like, they're garbage. They're like, not like yeah. if you love the comics, there's really only two or three DC films that are actually good. Yeah, the rest are like attempting to be something that they probably shouldn't, and they're not getting it. Yeah, it's the James Gunn stuff where you're like, oh, you fucking get it. You yeah. get yeah. how <laughs> camp and absurd this is supposed to be. All right, and I've never read any of the comics. But I love that Peacemaker and the James Gunn style of, t of storytelling is both camp and deep and emotional. Mm. Like there are some very, like very interesting deep moments of um, Peacemaker's character development and his emotions and the other people in his crew and what they have to deal, like they're dealing with the idea of that they're killing people and are they okay with that? And like this security guard is, is he an innocent or is he not an innocent? And, but at the same time, it's like that with ACDC on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I've almost learned the opening dance. Almost, to almost. The same song. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, right? I have seen the yeah, you've the seen the intro. intro good. It's like, yeah. do not skip that intro. Don't it's skip a it. Brilliant piece of. It's actually we've amazing. never hit on any of the episodes of Peacemaker. We've never hit the skip intro button yeah. ever. Mm -hmm. We watch that intro every single time, and there are very few shows nowadays that mm -hmm. you don't skip. We're the watching intro. Holly and I are watching Gravity Falls at the moment. Oh, um, like I, it's, right. it's a rewatch for me first time for Holly, but every time the intro comes on and the mm. song goes, it's a fucking yeah. banger. I love it so much. Great show. Um, we're very much on a tangent, but I do want to ask with this like superhero campy stuff, mm. the Batman coming out. I'm it, ready for it, but it, I, it's, so so Holly, yeah. Holly's very much against it. But like knowing Robert Patterson <laughs> and knowing like how how like with all his roles he wants to get like weird and freaky with things. Yeah. And he's going full emo with this Batman. Yeah. 
I'm I'm here for I'm it. I'm here for like, it. I'm ready. <laughs> I I want I want the emo Batman that we deserve. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like okay, it makes sense to me because. DC at some point, right? So this is like the wider DC I'm talking about here. Warner Brothers, right? AT&T, the whole shebang, right? As a business, they ha- they attempted early on to do what Marvel was doing, but had been doing for like five, six years. So Marvel started with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. People only remember one of those two movies. <laughs> yeah. But, th- but one of them worked and it built a gigantic cinematic universe and they can keep adding to that, right? With DC, they were like, we don't have time for that. We need money making right now. So they go, all right, we're just going to do one or two films and then straight into the Justice League. Yep. And the whole thing fucking fell over because it doesn't it doesn't work unless you build up to it, right? Mm. What you, they've you, done you've now- You've got to slow cook that shit. You've got to slow cook it. DC have realized that actually, and this is, this is why it works because it's true to the comics, right? In the Marvel comic universe, everything is shared. It all exists together. In DC, they kind of do, but they don't have to. They can do one shots. They can do weird shit. They have DC Black Label that is definitely not canon. They do a bunch of crazy stuff. They're like, fuck, why don't we do that with the movies, right? So that's how you end up with like, we got Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which will probably get a sequel and it isn't tied to anything else in their film universe. We're going to end up with oh, the Batman. Holly just rolled her eyes. As a standalone movie, brilliant. Yeah. I right. think it was great, yeah. but you needed to disconnect it from the rest of I, everything yeah, else I watched going on. it like after, like a little while after it came out and everyone was fucking talking about yeah. it. And I, I, like the same thing with anything. And like uh, recently I've been trying to get Holly to watch Fargo and I keep mentioning it. Oh my God, every week. Yes. Um, do it. You do haven't it. seen? No. Okay. Do it. movie? Have you seen the movie? I want, no, I want her to watch no. the movie. Okay, I want oh her to watch God. the movie and then I want to watch the show with her because they're all fucking amazing. Yeah. But the point is- Well, okay, so you can't even talk about saying something sounds like Fargo until you've is. actually seen Fargo because you have to see Francis McDermott living in South Dakota. <laughs> like you have to, North Dakota. We, we, like, watched, we watched Raising Arizona. Okay. Yeah, you like that. I movie. did. I yeah. do enjoy that. Admittedly, I'm not a Nick Cage fan either. But yeah, this is another thing. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm very much <laughs> on the Nick Cage bandwagon. No, same. I Nick Cage. Is I, he's yeah. honestly oh, no. one of my favorite he's actors. Fucking weird. I, this is a whole Abed community episode. Yeah, Nick yeah, yeah, Cage. Yeah. Nick crazy Cage is amazing. Genius. Like genius. I don't I, know, man. I, I, oh, I'm so keen to see the one coming out with Pedro Pascal when Nick Cage is playing himself. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. The unbearable, what's it called? The unbearable, the unbearable weight, weight of, of massive talent. Massive talent, that's it. <laughs> Pedro Pascal also, by the way, I feel like he's one of those guys who just, he just goes around the world being himself. Yeah. yeah. And he's just one of those lucky assholes who it works so well for him yeah. that he's now rich as fuck. But an- yeah. an- anyway, so going back, point is. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so I keep, I keep like campaigning for Fargo and, um, Holly's getting a little bit turned off because I keep talking about it, which I get because, like, when I watch Joker, too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when I watch Joker, it's yeah. the same thing. Everyone talked about yeah. it. I watched it. I'm like, this is fine, but like, it's just Fight Club for superheroes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're so wrong about that, but okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Taxi Driver for superheroes. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of both, right? It's not both at all. Um, I, okay. We're going to have a different episode where we're going to dig into why you think Fight Club has anything to do with Joker because I I flatly disagree. <laughs> I cannot see any parallels. Um, but yeah, no. So, but on the, on the other point of this, right, is like I watched, this is before 
the ending of the show, Game of Thrones, because the last season was fucking awful, um, the way it ended. But I watched... Like, hot take. It's not a hot take anymore. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Um, I never watched it, so... So yeah. Game of Don't. Thrones, Great. I started watching when, like, season four... Which was, was the peak, right? That was, like... Like, right in yeah. the middle. Like, right... Like, everyone was talking about it for ages, and everyone, like, when the new episode was like, have you seen the new episode of Game of Thrones? What did you think of it? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And I was like, I'm so fucking sick of this shit. But then at the, on the other side of it, I'm like, I mean, people must be talking about it for a reason. So I decided to start watching it, and I'm like, yeah, it was really fucking good until it wasn't. Until yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> to bring it back to what we're actually talking about, <laughs> yeah. what's the feedback been like about It Takes Two in your world? I mean, it's won a bunch of awards. Yeah. People rave about it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it won Game of the Year. Um, it's uh, yeah, people have raved about it, but people have also said similar things of what we've said, mm. being like, "Is the story narrative actually good?" Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think I think a lot of people have had a similar thing, like, "Should they have actually got back together?" Yeah, there's 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 an element of like, it's it's uh, mechanically and technologically excellent. It's mm. peak, peak. Yeah, for gameplay game. and co-op, right? Like that's just amazing. Mint. Couldn't yeah. top it. It's great. In terms and, of the and story, that company is going to keep doing co-op. Oh games. yeah, like they'll do another one; it'd be even better. But you're like, the story is kind of like, eh. But then, if you look at the games they've made before that, the story has never been their strong suit. <laughs> but also, you know? like, the, the, like their games aren't like. Sure, the story is nice, but the story is just a vehicle for the game. Exactly. Play. Yeah, that's all it is. If you're, if you're okay, if you're going into it for the story, you're going to be disappointed, right? Mm. If it's like, this is going to be a controversial take. <laughs> some would say the same thing about Destiny 2 and be like, if you were into the story, then don't fucking play Destiny 2 because the story is a dumpster fire, right? I would argue the inverse. I think the story started as a dumpster fire and got amazing and is currently at a point where I'm like, it's one of the best video game narratives I've ever enjoyed. But Jesus, it's a slog to get there <laughs> and it probably shouldn't be. Whereas if you play something like uh, the new Horizon Forbidden West, right? Yeah. Like that's that is built to be a gameplay narrative. They're like it's an exploration story. You're going to uncover mysteries. You're going to learn things. You're going on a journey with this character. It's that traditional RPG. We've written a 12 hour journey for you to go on. Along the way, you get to shoot some stuff, collect some things, it's whatever. Right? It's fun. With it takes two. It's almost the reverse. It's like we built this incredible set of mechanics, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we've bolted a story on top. Yeah. Who's you know? the Who's the target audience for it takes two? I mean, it's us. It's people who 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 watched uh, Toy Story, who enjoy that type of uh, magical realism, mm-hmm. and ideally, it's probably I would say, yeah, it's older I, gamers, so it's like late twenties, early thirties. I think who are either in relationships or who have been in relationships. Yeah. It's clearly designed to be because it's co-op, right? But it's clearly designed to be played by a couple, ideally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. can play with just a mate, but it's not the same experience. And like in terms of the marketing, the way it's advertised, like in our examples. It's for you and me to find and yeah. to, to share with yeah, Kathy and Holly. Because this is what we're talking about, like the codified gaming language. It tries to do a lot of that and it tries to make it really easy. So there's that bit where there's like one character is flying the plane and the other character is playing like a Tekken or Mortal Kombat style fighting game. Yeah. And it's like, that's clearly designed to be like, if you, you recognize this game type. You've seen this before. You know how this works. Except if you're like Kathy and you have never played that game, <laughs> the game doesn't do a good enough job of being like, oh, by the way, here are the controls for this. Here's how this is supposed to work. Because mm. it, it assumes too much knowledge. Yeah, yep, I agree strongly with that. Yeah. Right? So when encountering really hard, uh, even just some of the mini games, I just threw the controller. I was like, no, nah, fuck this. <laughs> because they yeah. just drew me mad. I didn't understand what I was meant to do with how I, and how I was meant to do it. And that zapped a lot of the joy out of that experience for me. And that's, kind of why I'm glad we're replaying certain chapters because 
no, now knowing what to expect, I'm obviously getting a lot more out of it and a lot more willing to uh, cooperate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Because I, I didn't obviously play that much of it. But there's also the bit for me that it's very heteronormative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there were bits and pieces where things were a little bit less gender normy in that um, May gets to shoot a bunch of stuff and you kind of assume that Cody is going to be the one shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, good. They let the lady shoot stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was still yeah. very hetero, very much she's playing the stereotypical like overworked mother mm-hmm. who yep. just has no patience yeah. anymore yep. and i wonder what would happen if they if they kind of turned that up on its head or, or even just queered it a little mm. bit for mm. a sequel to go mm. what what other roles do we play in relationships or how does this oh, work if you have other yeah. kinds of family dynamics going on? i don't that's, know that's but, but that's the sure. social worker in me right like i'm mm. always like how do we make it more nuanced <laughs> give me more gray area <laughs> Old devil's advocate that I reckon that conversation happened early on, uh, and yeah. somebody on the team went, "We can't put all that in this game. One, That's too, too hard, done it, not, not yeah. enough time. Two, we've got to save something for the second one." Mm-hmm. So they're going right. If this is our almost the test case, right? Like it sounds fucked up because it's, mm, but it's kind of a beta test of how this whole thing plays out. They've now mastered, I think, the co-op mechanics, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they yeah. fucking sure. nailed yeah. that. Yeah. So the next thing for them to do is to fix the story, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. fix, I'm doing air quotes here. Because what does that mean, right? Like, like we're, we, we're sitting here going, this is a very heteronormative story. They probably sat there and went, we could we could do some interesting stuff. We could queer this. Mm. But is that not then adding an, a whole other layer onto something yeah. that is yeah. already it, yeah. complex yeah. and hard it to get into? It is probably one of those things too where like, because if it's their first like big release doing something like this, they're probably trying to do like mass market wide appeal. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. the safest bet there is yeah. heteronormative. Yeah. You want to hit those I wanna, quadrants. I want yeah. my character to be a hairbrush. Yeah, <laughs> like rather than the, mm, the mm. like, but the, I'm weird like that where I'm like I'm not a woman. I identify as a lizard with a trench coat. Like yeah. so, yeah. I want to play as a lizard with a trench coat yeah. Yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. why you should play RPGs because you could do that. You know? yeah. yeah, it's actually great. I'm I, not I, gonna I, do that. I remember I'm like sa- like that. playing Saint Throw to Third. And making yep. making my character have like chrome blue skin, uh-huh. just because I could. Because you can, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a fantasy. If we're gonna go into the fantasy magical realism of mm. it, then let's go in there hard. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Shout out to one of my favorite YouTube series of all time. Uh, it's called Monster Factory, and they take yeah. RPGs and they use the character creation to make the most bonkers bananas. Like they try to break There's the character creation. There's tool, some right? great ones for Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Incredible. Because a lot of RPGs have very basic character creation. So, right, you want light skin or dark skin? Do you want brown eyes or blue eyes? Mm. So you got like, it's, you know, it's the illusion of choice. But some RPGs are like, you want fucking bright purple skin? Do it. Or, you or want like, feet that are bigger than your hands? Do it. Like whatever you want to do, you can get crazy or something. <laughs> or like some of them, because like you'll create a character and you, you can like, Change each part of the face, yeah. so like mm. the eye width or like how big your nose is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, usually yeah. there are limits to that, so it looks realistic. Yeah. Some games, I was like, fuck it. There's no cap on this. You want eyes around the you side of your fucking head? Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. You, oh, it's so fun. But it's the idea of like, if you were doing a truly role playing experience, you should be able to do that, mm. right? Like, if you want to play as a lizard in a fucking trench coat, that should be on the table. Yeah. yeah. You know, or it's like we talk about heteronormative, but it's like. At what at what point? Like, it's a video game. Let people get weird. Let people have <laughs> yeah, fun with it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. why That's, do I have to play either a guy or a girl? Or it's like even with some games nowadays, it's it's a newish thing, right? Where you can have a male presenting character but with a female voice. And when that happened a few years ago, people were like, "Ooh, it's revolutionary!" <laughs> but it's like, why couldn't I do that before? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's weird yeah. to me that that wasn't always on the table, right? 
It's a it's a made up video game for a fun <laughs> adventurous. Ad- why, it's why? all fiction. It's all fiction. <laughs> None of this is real. So this is also another thing. Like like again, my favorite shows and movies are like dumb silly stuff. My favorite video games are games that are very self aware in the fact that they are a video yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. Like Borderlands Two. You, you yeah. Shoot you, like it's arcade. You get like these crazy guns. You can dual wield a sniper rifle and a rocket launcher. Yeah. You, you, you shoot enemies and you have the damage numbers coming up like in the world. Yeah. I like the one. There was a gun that shoots smaller guns. That was my favorite. Yeah. The gun that yells so when yeah, you're shooting, yells, when yeah. you're shooting, it's going like blam, 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 yeah. 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 It's so good. What? I don't know about this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is what I mean about like you would probably really get into Borderlands. But the barrier to entry gameplay wise is hard. Yeah, like, like, it's, like it's a, it's like a, it's a first game. person shooter. It's yeah. a lot of controls. But the but actual enjoyment when you of and it. I, when you and I started dating, it was a lot of me coming over to your place and watching you play games. Yeah. And to me, that was enjoyable because it was no pressure on me. Mm. Oh, we played so um, much Ghost of Tsushima. It was so, so good. Mu- and I loved that game. I loved watching that game. I loved the feel and the tone of it. The imagery was so, gorgeous. So to me, it was like watching a movie yeah. Yeah. where. where I'm not the one directly interacting, but I would help you out by going like, oh, there's somebody over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. what's over there? What's the fox doing? And what if you try this with the fox? And he would be like, oh, I it's never tried that. It's the perfect type of backseat gaming where it's like yeah. you're involved, but you don't feel any of the pressure to actually <laughs> play. Exactly. So this is, something, this is something I found an idea that I wanted to try with Holly a bit. And I think I... I tried to do it starting with The Last of Us mm. zombie game. And in my mind, it's like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's zombies, but most Loved of it's like exploring and doing stuff. But I started playing because the intro is like the zombie apocalypse happening yeah. mm. and like your daughter dying and then moving on. Mm. And I was like, it's an old game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this does start off like quite intense. And, yeah. ho- and Holly was not okay with it. Hard pass. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We have been since playing, though, um, Heavenly Bodies. Which I love. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I but really I, enjoy. But I do want to do more of that thing of like, if it's a single player game with like a hard barrier to entry for controls, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I might do it with Uncharted, mm. and I'll play it, and you can watch, and if you want, you mm. can point stuff out or even like jump in and give it a go. We did that with Death Stranding. Yeah, where I, you were playing it a ton on your own and yeah. getting really into the the network aspect of it. The, the distributed really boring like, shit. If you're watching boring, it, yeah. yeah. But like, I got super into it, and all of the the I don't know imagery as well, yeah. cinematography, kind of whatever Unreal Engine. I don't know how when it you're not works. playing, <laughs> like when you're not playing it for hours on end. Death yes. is a beautiful yeah. game. Beautiful, and I ended up doing a circus performance with the song, with the church's yeah. song, Ooh. Death Stranding, and that was my first, you know, level two hoop routine. Mm-hmm. And I invited CJ to come watch it, and I didn't tell him what the song was, and he was like, "Oh," and that to us was like a really nice relationship building yeah. moment where I don't have to be the one. Playing games, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I've married a gamer. That doesn't mean that I have to become a gamer. Yeah. yeah. But we yeah. can still share things of in- each other's worlds. Yeah. And I, yeah, I always ask you things like, "Ooh, what if you can you do this in this game?" And he's like, "Well, that's not part of the the language. That's not part of the codified." But sometimes thing. it's like, "Let's fucking do it and see what happens." Let's see what happens. Let's try it out. So I like to yeah get as absurd as I can. Like, can you break the game if you try this? <laughs> Which is actually it's fun for me as well because there will be some games that I am very into, and I'm I, I'm doing air quotes again, playing it properly. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have somebody go, "Oh, what about blah blah blah?" And I'm like, I had not thought of that because I'm yeah. I'm playing it in the language yeah. that they're trying to get me to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I took a step back, I could be having even more fun mm-hmm. if I just tried to bend it. Let's see what happens, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fun because when you get that moment and that 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 game breaking type of attitude, you're like, "Oh shit, this is fun." Yeah, this is it's not supposed game. to be a stressful experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
Uh, fun fact, Death Stranding is when I found out about churches. Oh, yeah? And, there you and go. Like, now they're like one of my favorite bands. I yeah. loved it. And yeah. I saw churches. <laughs> yeah, I'm that, <laughs> I'm that bitch who's like, well, I actually saw them play <laughs> at Margaret Court Arena, and it was amazing. Um, and so when I when I heard Death Strand, the Death Stranding song, I was like, <gasps> it's churches. Like, I got excited about <laughs> yeah. it because I was already a fan of churches. It made me more of a Death Stranding fan. Further to that, too, I've really gotten, lately in particular, I've really gotten into um, gaming soundtracks. Like Minecraft mm. soundtrack is one of my favorites. Yeah, I just, to play I just got the, the Minecraft. Work, for example. I just put the Minecraft soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's peak nerd right there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. You got your, yeah, you your gamer scout badge for that one. Yeah. In yeah. addition to like having that, I guess, element whilst playing the game, having something like um, music as an in for non- yeah. non-gamers is a really nice tie-in. Again, ba- t- taking me back to more like relationship development and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm not going to be a hardcore gamer. I'm never going to be a hardcore gamer. Um, but having... I guess the experience shared with you in a different manner is really cool. Well, I that's, think. that's how we got into Celeste as well. Cause like you, yeah. you just found that you messaged me like, is this from a game? I'm like, yeah, it's great. You'd, yeah. you'd probably like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and a, now I'm playing the game. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of tracks. I think, I think some of the ones you've listened to that you sent me uh, from Terraria and Stardew Valley, which I think are also, <laughs> you like, would fucking love Stardew Valley. I think. Oh, yeah? yeah. Yeah. It's your farming Sounds merging. Bro- bullshit. Both of those yeah, we yeah. can play yeah. co-op and yeah, it's very much, it's like that. open world, go around, do whatever you want. And mm. like you progress and you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Mm. And there's so much different things. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. the game that you were playing that, that has the like throat singing Viking <sighs> stuff. And we added it to the playlist. That's like that studious okay. studies for studious What's happening people? here is an amalgamation of three different things oh, yeah. as one game. That'll happen. That's me, um, yep. it's, it's Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, the intro yeah. track of which is uh, sung by The Who, which is a Mongolian Ooh, throat cool. singing metal band. Uh-huh. Shout out to The Who. Fucking amazing. <laughs> yep. I should clarify. The Who as in uh, the and then H-U. Who. Uh, it's a play on The Who. Anyway. <laughs> the other game is um, the uh, Hellblade. Um, oh, yeah. I've forgotten oh. what the first one's called. Hellblade Senua Saga, I think it is. Senua Saga. That's the That's Viking. That's been on my list for a while. Uh, the, the, the music is all traditional. I say traditional again, air quotes, because like, oh, it's ancient culture. But it's like modern Icelandic and um, Danish metal bands cool. doing like a mixture of traditional uh, Nordic type tribal music, but with like modern singing and stuff. And that was fucking great. Mm. And then the third one, is um, a little bit of Assassin's Creed Valhalla with the Viking mm. theme yeah. in there. So all three of those blend together <laughs> to create a pretty amazing Spotify playlist that's like mint. Yeah, and I think as as an American who's moved to Australia and who's most of my friends and colleagues are Australian now and living in Melbourne where there's just so many um, immigrants, uh, expats, first gen, mm. you know, I just, my worldview and perspective international music and movies and games has opened up so much Mm, mm because in the States, it's so easy to just stay in your bubble because there's so much going on Mm. just in the States um, with American bands or British bands or whatever. And now I'm like, I'm listening to Mongolian throat singing yeah. just like on in the background. And I'm like, yeah, like, I feel it now. You know, that, that's the kind of exciting. thing too, like, because it's so specifically niche and weird. Mm. Like if someone checks on Mongolian throat singing, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's see what yeah, this is like. Let's yeah. see what this is. Like I, the fact that I'm watching Love is Blind Brazil, yeah. like partly it's, it's Netflix and the globalization of technology and, and media. But it's also that like I'm not afraid to do that now. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I think it's yeah. awesome with these types of games and movies that, um, that you can go like 
oh, let's give it a go. Let's see what this is about. I'm not turned off by subtitles. I'm not turned off mm-hmm. by, yeah, something that, that like, doesn't fit my I have subtitles origin. on by default now. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's I like, still can't do it. He can't do it. Really? He, he if it's in it. English, I cannot do subtitles. Well, even I have to do it sometimes with like British stuff because I'm an idiot. It's the like, most American thing I've <laughs> ever heard. <laughs> I know. There's parts of me that are like super American. And that's one of them. That some like British accents or people speaking too quickly or whatever or the slang. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, I have to go back and like watch it again because well, I'm like, I don't know what they said. Well, dude, like, if, we're sitting, if I'm sitting down to like watch something and it's in English, subtitles off. But like sometimes Holly and I'll be watching something and we're having snacks and like chips and uh, all that kind of no, stuff. No, I just turn that shit up. He just, <laughs> just turns the volume up so fucking loud. We paid for surround it. sound. I want to use every decibel. I paid yeah. for those decibels. Oh, I mean, that, I'm getting that. that you that, can that, hear it outside like, in the laneway. I, I was walking I'm sharing home it with one our neighbors and I was like, so that they can get some culture. <laughs> I was like, is CJ having a party? He doesn't party. What is happening? And He's then I opened the John door Mike. and I just got hit with this wall <laughs> of sound. I was like, Jesus. And I'm like, Sensory overload. I was like, I need to put my earplugs in. Yeah. See, we were doing the same thing though. I was also having sensory overload, but I was into it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, crank it. I was like, put of, me in a float tank. Yeah. I can't do it. Do you put like much soundproofing in a room to no, try like that? Yeah. He doesn't do any of yeah. that. If the neighbors don't want to play Ghost of Tsushima with me, then they should fucking move. You know? <laughs> okay, Simple, immediate solution. Going, going back to the narrative and story. It oh, takes right. two. I'm yeah, bringing yeah. it back. Come on, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring, bring it back. back. Bring back, bring back. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> take us home. This, this is probably a question mainly for you, CJ, because it's a game one. But like, what kind of video game do you think has like a standout plot or narrative for you? Ooh, <gasps> Ooh. I mean, the easy ones are the ones that most people talk about. So, like, Last of Us Part Two is mm. is a is a is a difficult story to get. Uh, through, but like intentionally so. It's intentionally so. Like it's it's arduous and it's grinding and it's brutal. And you're supposed those, to feel so don't that. Spoil it for me. <laughs> I won't spoil it. But it's like it is seriously like, we, it's we, like 14 hours long or something. And it's like the whole thing. It's not like a three act journey. It's like a seven act journey. Uh, so you it it will slap you multiple times, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, I don't know if I can continue to play. I need a break. I need an emotional break. Right. So that one's a big one. Uh, but I'm the story's incredible. Quick you can imagine what kind of TV he watches. Because yeah. it's yeah. all intense all yeah. the time. And I'm just, I constantly, I'm like, can we watch oh. It's Always Sunny? Like, I yeah. need yeah. a break. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah, that yeah. note, we watched, like, I mean, I've watched it on my own. I haven't watched a new season, but Euphoria. I've been yeah. watching it with Holly. Mm. I watched, like, two episodes. But, like, we have to take, like, breaks. Yeah, breaks. we're in the same yeah. I want to binge it all. And Kathy's like, mm-mm, one a night. Yeah, That's one, the yeah, most. One, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I might I might just binge season two. Because I don't know if you want to keep, we'll work it out. You do. Give you me do like a week to like you recalibrate do. after yeah, this yeah. week, and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's take worth take it. a break, it's but like it. is worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Other than that, though, I think story wise, it's what? it's probably the more old school stuff. So like Ocarina of Time, like yeah, that narrative affected me, even though it's super simple. It was like I hadn't seen that in a video game as a kid ever before. And so that's that's like the benchmark for me is like if your story can can affect me and make me feel something beyond just like I'm enjoying playing this video game, yeah, that's crushing it, right? Firewatch was good for that kind of effect. Firewatch was great for that. Um, um, I also really like like the first Bioshock was great in the terms of the first like, one had such a good narrative. Second and one, like, put like it in the, the, bit. the narrative like tying into the gameplay yeah. as well, like yeah. specifically. It was because you sort of can't tied do together. that as not a game. I'd say actually again controversial opinion. I would say the current story of Destiny Two. 
is up there as like peak narrative. I really for me. don't know anything about. It. Most people don't. Yeah. Most people who play the fucking game don't. It's the, the, <laughs> the biggest letdown of Destiny Two is that the story is not obviously part of the game. All you, I, all you, I you I have really to put effort in to get the story out of the game. I know way too much about Destiny Two. Yeah, <laughs> but if, but if, if like, you can get I the story out, it's fucking great. It's really good. Although I also really love games and like the story isn't obvious. It's there for you to find. And you can. I mean, that's it. like the Dark Souls type stuff, where they're like, "We're just going to put you in this world to explore." There is a story here if you choose to look for well, it. Even, but even you will have to put it together. Even in something like Fallout, and like yeah. going into like the abandoned sewer, seeing seeing like a ramp at mm. the top of the sewer and it's going down, and then down down the bottom you see like a motorbike on the ground, and then like a skeleton hanging yeah, right yeah. on the roof, and it just tells you like what happened. Yeah. Like environmental storytelling. You get a few of those. Ghost of Tsushima had a bunch of stuff like that that was really cool. There was like subplots happening around the place because you're like, you're one guy who's witnessing the invasion of the island by the Mongolians. And it's like, you can't be everywhere at once. So while you're doing shit, other shit is happening in other parts of the town. I remember, again, no spoilers, but there's a bit where you like open up a new part of the game. And it's like, I I think I can't remember, you're like getting access to a different island. And when you get there, you're like, yeah, dude, the invasion's been happening the whole time that you were fucking around on island number one. Like it's significantly worse here because no one was here to defend it. And you're like, oh my God. But it's this idea that like there is more happening in that world than what is happening on your screen. And so you don't necessarily have to engage with the story. You could just do the gameplay and be like, it's fun. Swords, bows and arrows. woo. But if you want to get into it, like it's a rich living world. To me, it's like the opposite of stuff like um, the GTA games where like the story is is there, but it's very much tacked on as an excuse for the gameplay. Yeah. Like the core yeah, of those yeah. games is about how fun that gameplay loop is. Funnily and then enough, they go, we'll give that guy a mission and uh, fly a plane if you haven't done it yet. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of funny because like, like a while ago, I replayed GTA five to single player. Just because mm. like, because the story is that kind of ridiculous, like Hollywood yeah. thing. But I'm like, but I also kind of like this story. Yeah. Like I, I didn't, I didn't play it like to, just to keep yeah. like playing the gameplay. I was like, I want to, I want to experience the story again. Um, I liked watching the um, the Yakuza ones that oh, you were they're playing. They're so fucking bananas. Those I are love they it. just uh, speaking of camp and leaning in. Yeah. Because um, those games are just absurd and they extra. go for it. Yeah, they're yeah. super extra, and so that was really fun for me to watch as well, without having to know the details mm. of the story. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you what the story was. I mean, I played like five of those games. I'm not sure. I <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. We enjoyed so ourselves. Fun. There's like story moments where it's absurd and you're just like, I'm into it. Fucking take me on a ride. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. The fucking building blew up. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, dude, tell me more. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> Crazy. Somebody bursts in a door and he's like, oh, this yeah. happened. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> am I worried about that? I don't know. Let's go for it. Yeah. yeah. To bring it home though, I think we should leave imparting comments about the game itself. Like we've talked a lot about how we feel about it and how we reacted well, yeah. to a lot of it. Do we do really like a cheesy little round table of opinions? I was, well, was going to ask you and Kathy being like very different experiences. Do you yeah. think like, how has it left you with the game? Are you open to like more co-op games in the future mm. or would you do like different types of games and that kind of thing? I think, yeah, after playing it in full um, and still dedicating time to it again tells me that I love the game itself and it's also made me a lot more comfortable with playing games in general. And that's like my biggest takeaway from the game because like when we first started dating, I was like, man, I'm not a gamer. I'm never going to play games. Meh. Um, and now I'm obsessed with like four. So <laughs> it's just going to be in the complete turnaround pretty much thanks to this game exclusively. And that number is just going to increase. Pardon? That number is just going to increase. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. expecting that. But um, yeah, I just think it's a really neat game for people to, I guess, 
kind of broach the gaming realm if they haven't become comfortable with it already and still challenges you because it's not something that's going to, yeah. I think I think a, like a, a huge key factor of that to her, though as well is like the communication between two, two people playing. Mm. And are like, are and you like, suggesting, Pigeon, that it takes two? Get out of here. Turn his mic off. Kathy, what about you? Where, where, where are you sitting with things? I enjoyed the gameplay very much. I enjoyed the the mini games. I think I needed it in smaller doses. Mm. Um, so I think if I were to pick it up again, I would be very... I'd have to set some clear boundaries with CJ because his ADHD brain is like, it's only been 20 minutes and it's been like 14 hours. <laughs> so um, I think we'd... Yeah, I'd have to be really clear about my own needs. And I think... Yeah, very much around that communication that I need to be clear about what works for me and what doesn't work for me and mm-hmm. and that I had to be okay with just going, I need to be done and walk yeah. away from this yeah. and be okay with that. So I really liked the co-op side of it. I liked the um, some of the mechanics. That I thought it was very pretty to watch. Mm. The likelihood of me wanting to like actually playing it again, slim to none. But like, we're, we're like, not necessarily playing it takes two again. But would you be yeah. up to like other co-op games or different types of games? Or do you think uh, do you think like you're still more in like the turn your brain off kind of games? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm more in the turn your brain off kind of games. I think if CJ was like, I really need you to play this with me, or like this is this is a date night thing. If it has something to do with like mm. quality time and has to do with, you know benefiting our relationship and how we interact with each other and mm. relate to each other absolutely mm. i'd give it a go yeah. um but if it's just about babe there's this fun game do you want to <laughs> play it with me i'd be like absolutely not hon <laughs> i hope you have a great time you should play it with somebody else <laughs> yeah yeah I, I write that yeah. i do feel like um the, the key to the magic for you might be in like party games it's the idea mm. of like those small mini games yeah were fun Mm -hmm. and the problem in a lot of it was that the mechanics weren't explained enough because it just assumes that you know and so I was like I remember some of the original Mario Party games where like the first 10 seconds of every minigame is to fucking teach you how to play the minigame I was like that might be important everybody playing is just going yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like a shared experience of like none of us know what the fuck's going on and that's what makes it fun and I think that's what I need and it's at the risk of going into something totally different. When I was playing D&D and stuff, I needed kid gloves. Yeah, I yeah. needed somebody to ha- to hold my hand because it was brand new for me and I wanted everybody to be on the same mm. and, playing and it's like, field. And it's a steep you know? learning curve. It is. Super yeah. steep learning curve. There's so much, it's, it's similar to games, like like video games. There's an assumed knowledge of, of how games work. Yeah. So yeah. even with D&D where it's like, oh, you've never done it before. Here's how you make a character sheet. Here's how you do blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, when somebody says, what's your AC? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's like, oh, roll for damage. Roll what? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Like, it's those <laughs> little things. Cool yeah, people are like, you you might understand enough about D&D to be like, oh, I get it. I know what it's supposed to look and feel like. Mm-hmm. But if you've never actually played it and it's your very first time, there's a little bit of handholding that needs to happen to learn some of that initial language, you know? Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, video Absolutely. games are the same. That's, that's my takeaway was that the the downfall of It Takes Two is is that it it presents itself as being something that you can present to a partner who doesn't play video games, but there's not enough uh, mm. teaching early on to, yep. to make sure that that person understands gaming language. Because, yeah, when the screen is flashing at you, like, just hit R2. 
what the fuck is R2, yeah, yeah, man? Yeah. Like, yeah. How much am I hitting it? How yeah, hard yeah. did I hit it well, is over this a, and over? Is this am a I... squeeze or a hold? What yeah, am I yeah. doing yeah. here? We had a couple of moments too, like when we were playing levels and coming back to it. So we were playing later levels and like just remembering the controls and forgetting that we could double jump. Well, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. It took to the second playthrough of a particular level that I was like, oh, that's how I like extend my jump range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I played, what, I think, 16, 20 hours? I think I noticed important that being like, you don't have to like, Double jump immediately. Yeah. You can jump and then wait to do your next jump. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. Till, wait till you play yeah. something like Destiny 2 and then there's five different types of jump oh and no. you have to figure out which one your character currently has equipped. Just don't do that. Fucking don't bananas. Don't. Just stay away from it. I just, I, thank you so much for having me as part of the podcast despite the fact that I failed the assignment and only played the game for I No, I don't think you failed the assignment. I think, I think you no. absolutely this, passed the assignment. This yeah. is the thing. Because yeah. I was talking to CJ about it being like, have you played the game? It's like, I mean, I haven't really finished it. I don't think I'm going to be able to but I'm like there's no assignment it's all part of this like it's, yeah. everyone, it's yeah. everyone's different experiences so it's yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's all valuable so yeah. Th- yeah. thanks Absolutely. for coming on sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. what's your takeaway last but not least I loved it I thought it was camp and silly um, we've we've I mean again CJ like I'll play for 16 hours yeah, and want to yeah. keep going like I'll be up until 5am yeah um, <laughs> I've been doing that lately playing a couple different games so <laughs> I just uh, I, I just re- I installed uh, the remake of Destroy All Humans. Oh, that's a banger. So I've I just, I've been, that's on, a good I've been one. on that. It's great. <laughs> that's a lot of fun. That's a, that's a high quality gameplay loop. Yeah. You know, alien powers blowing it up, flying around the ship. Mm. Classic abducting yeah. uh, cows, stealing oh, people's brains. It's funny. It's, it's easy to get into. That's, that's one of those ones that I would go back to and be like, I'll, I'll not play that for six months and then pick it up. And it's like, I don't remember the controls. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not a complicated game. That's a fun one. Yeah, and of course, Toy Story is Toy Story. We love it. We love oh, we yeah. love all the dark implications. Mm, I I mm. want more of that weird, like fucked up shit. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about. I know how litigious Disney is, so like I hesitate to even broach the idea. But I would love to do some some unofficial, very non-canon, fanficy <laughs> style short film entertainment in that universe oh, and yeah. just fucking get dark with it. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, yeah. explore those those I reckon, ideas. I reckon as long as you post it somewhere for free and you're not making money off it, oh, no, they'll take it down. Yeah, they'll Because yeah. oh, it's like IP damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you, yeah. D- you couldn't even call it something that remotely implies Toy Story. <sighs> you have to be, you have to be, like, have to be like stories of toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that story universe is so big. So big. You really could expand it. Mm. a ton if they mm-hmm. wanted to put the energy if you would like to put the energy and time and resources into yeah. it we would be open to it <laughs> we will spend our income I just want to find out disposable is, income on it is the hockey puck like a sadomasochist <laughs> like does the hockey puck enjoy being a hockey puck or is the hockey puck constantly living a life of punishment I think it like, depends is it a is it a hockey puck in northern Michigan Canada ooh. because like if it was my brother-in-law's hockey puck that hockey puck would be treated so well yeah true. so well <laughs> but if it was a hockey puck in like Arkansas I don't know can't speak to it yeah, yeah. I don't know what ice hockey is like in Arkansas that hockey puck said to me yeah that hockey puck might be sitting in a closet for 20 years I, I don't know I don't know and this has been a text to and toy story <laughs> <laughs> amazing thanks for listening everyone we'll catch you in the next one bye bye, bye. bye.